One of the best ways to support the FTF podcast is to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, interviews, and plenty more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish a Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And as always, you know, we want to touch on, you know, just some kind of news that's been going on with Halo recently, which there hasn't really been any. I know that 343 has stated that around January, we're going to see some flight tests for CE on PC. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, you know, some quote unquote concept art that had released for Infinite. But, I mean, it, it's it's nothing really new or insightful. Like, I've been seeing some videos pop up. It's like, new Halo Infinite images. But it, it really just is exactly what we saw in that trailer this year. Yeah, and that's about it for now. I mean, it's the holiday season. You're not going to see much going over the holiday. Mm-hmm. Because now you're at the lull period for gaming anyway. Because mm-hmm. um, November's already over. Christmas has been had and gone. So games are purchased. So there's really no point in throwing stuff into a void right now yeah and i mean most studios are taking those two weeks off Mm -hmm. like none of them are really doing anything i know that the the devs from infinite have been saying you know like listen we are gonna you know start hyping this up here real soon so who knows maybe we'll uh, see a trailer drop here soon or maybe just more concept art or anything they have been keeping a lot of information close to the chest which is fine yeah and i don't think we're gonna see anything even close to gameplay but i think the next trailer we'll get will probably be march april Bro, we saw that Xbox Series X footage where you saw him running. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, But yeah, I mean, overall, you know, as Alex said, kind of a a lull right now, which is fine. You know, even developers need a break because we can't be on them 24-7. With that being said, let's get into the topic at hand today. We're going to talk about Halo Bloodline. Yeah, Halo Bloodline was a really cool read. So, So Halo Bloodline is the fourth comic series in the Halo franchise uh, released through Marvel Comics. Uh, So it's a five-part series that came together and told the story of the Spartan Black team, which we saw in Evolutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, the thing we just talked about. Yeah, so so we got a little bit bit of info in them. So this kind of dives in deeper, which I really like. And I like that they did that with Dutch and Romeo previously, Mm -hmm. where you get a little bit more backstory. And this does dive into that a bit. This is like backstory on steroids. I mean, this really like... 
oh, yeah. tells it from the beginning, essentially. Which is which is fantastic, and I love it. And unfortunately, though, is this would be the last Halo comic released through Marvel, mm-hmm. and we jump ship to a horse. No, mm-hmm. just, it goes a dark horse <laughs> after this. Yeah, because um, I think this was the last comic officially released through Bungie, even though. Frank O'Connor, who I think around this time is working, you know, for three, four, three industries as it's being formed, mm-hmm. had a hand in writing this. And we'll talk about that here soon. So let's talk about the writer and the artist. Fred Van Linty is a number one New York Times bestselling American comic book writer from Chagrin Falls, Ohio. He was born February 14th, 1972. So he's a Valentine's boy in Tacoma, Washington. Now, Linty would first spark his love for comic books when he found his father's copy of The Great Comic Book Heroes by Jules Pfeiffer. He said that as a child, it was the only book he wanted his mother to read to him. So I love things like that. It's like, out of all these books, he wants this almost like textbook Mm -hmm. to do that. And so later on in life, Linty has written comics for series such as Cowboys and Aliens, which he did uh, co-create X-Men, Marvel Zombies, Deadpool, Hercules, Spider-Man, and he wrote the comic book history of comics. He even wrote a play about Jack Kirby called King Kirby with his wife. Now, finally, he is the co-creator of Action Philosopher's comic book with artist Ryan Dunlavey. Now, Lenti has won awards such as the American Library Association Best Graphic Novel for Teens with Cowboys and Aliens. So this is our our second longest award ever right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Wizard Magazine nominated him for Breakout Talent as a writer. And Ain't It Cool News called him the comic book writer to watch in 2008. Comics Should Be Good named Fred... One of the 365 reasons to love comics. Now, okay, I, that's that's just anybody. I, not to knock the award, that's great from 365 reasons, <laughs> but it'd be pretty damn hard to not limit it down to 365 good writers. I, you know, hey, we'll, we'll take may- it where you can get it. I haven't read it. Maybe it's you know to love comics. Maybe it's like, oh, you should love comics because of Spider Man. You should love it because well, of, there's, of the... there's going to be something that's like, because they're made of paper, because <laughs> you can flip them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're small enough to have in your hands. Oh, that's number that's number 102. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, comic thing. I, I'm going to read this now. I'm actually going to find this and read it, and then I'll come back to you. They have color, and they also don't have color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have pictures. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Anyway, that's about Fred right there. Then we've got Francis Portella. Francis Portella is a Spanish comic book artist who has worked as a penciler, inker, and cover artist for DC Comics, Dark Horse Comics, Wildstorm Production, Mage Comics, and Marvel Comics itself. Portella attended the Yoso School for Comic Book Artists, where he is now a teacher. He got his professional start working on Dark Horse Comics' Star Wars Tales. In 2003, he would start work for DC Comics' Justice League America Z. He has since gone on to work on Green Lantern, Aranya... The Heart of the Spider, Captain Universe, X-23, Heroes for Hire, Black Panther, and Wolverine First Class. Yeah, so, you know, getting to know our writer and our illustrator. So now let's move on to writing the comic itself. With the success of Halo Uprising, we're taking it back a little bit, Marvel and Microsoft were looking to further expand the Halo universe in the comic medium and looked to Peter David and Fred Van Linty to write two new series at the 2009 NYCC Marvel announced two new comic books coming to the Halo universe. When Fred Van Linty was approached about writing 
at the time called Spartan Black for Halo, he accepted the job, but he had to quickly learn everything he could about the Halo universe since he had no knowledge about Halo prior. Yeah, fake it till you make it. This is, I think this is like we see this story that is going to keep reoccurring because what happened is, you know, he went out, bought an Xbox, bought Halo 1 through 3, and then read The Fall of Reach and Contact Harvest. Not sure why those two, maybe because at the time Contact Harvest had just come out yeah he probably wanted to read like the first one and then see like where the universe was today type thing that's my guess which was in in retrospect just went back further back than the first one yes (laughs) (laughs) he's like uh that planet's gone now (laughs) but yeah so after his research he has since claimed that he is 110 percent a halo fanatic again i just love every time they're like yeah i'll accept this job and then the second they send back that email, run to Walmart, buy everything they need, oh, 100%. and play through. Which it makes me wonder how much time these comic book writers or uh, these novelists are given time to prepare for this. Do they know, like, listen, we're going to give you a two-month buffer or something like mm-hmm. that, or who knows? But Frank O'Connor would develop the main story for Halo Bloodline. O'Connor and Kevin Grace would also then approve all scripts written by Lenti. Lenti would also state that when writing the comic, he would have access to the detailed character models along with the models that never made it into the game. Very so, cool. Makes me wonder what we see in this comic was supposed to be for mm-hmm. the game and what was just created for the comic. Well, exactly. So now let's move on to the characters we see. Yeah, so so we start off with uh, another oracle, if you want to mm-hmm. go with that, another monitor, 686 Ebulent Prism. Uh, we have Alexander Reeves, who's just mentioned in there as a name. And then we get into our black team. So we've got Margaret 053, who's black one. We've got Roma, who's 143, black two. Otto 031, who's black three. And Victor 101, uh, you know, Zoe 101. You know, they're, they're the same people pretty much. What Otto is such a dog name. Like, where's uh, <laughs> No, Otto's from Rocket Power. <laughs> and Otto is awesome. So, yeah, um, it's speculated that that was the inspiration for... Black 3, which was Otto from Rocket Power. Exactly. He just wants to just chill on a Hawaiian island. Uh, and then Victor 101, Black 4. And then you've also got our good old teach, Franklin Mendez. Kind of a dick in this one. True. Iona Jubub, which... Praise, praise be, I thought it, I, I, When I was looking through this, I thought it was, it was Jubjubs at the first. Just Jubjubs. <laughs> it's just Jujubes. He's trying to say that. Uh, we have Morlin, Ref Talame. Then we have Roland Fremont, who's mentioned only. And then Thon Talame. Yeah, so with that being said, you know, learning some of the backstory, let's move on to the official summary of Halo Bloodline. And I love this first this first issue cover because it definitely we see we see Spartan Black and the AI Iona and they're all gathered around something looking down at something, which isn't really part of the actual comic but it's one of those things that's it's, enticing it's, it's kind of like an fps mm-hmm. like not fps sorry first person just i'm so used to saying fps's it's a first <laughs> person look as if you are who they're looking at like they're looking right at you like you've had one too many you wake up the next morning you're like i am in an oni facility mm-hmm. i shouldn't be but i i do like this and we even see iona is different looking than the usual ai because you know they're all like a pirate it's a viking it's a greek god and she's for the most part almost has like this futuristic spacesuit on yeah and I, and I think this is one of the first that we i think thus see in the series because for the most part in the games and stuff we've only seen cortana we've mm. heard rumors of some other things but we're also seeing an ai that we are now getting this kind of pure red which we're, mm-hmm, we're yeah. gonna see later on as well does it mean much no 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 but it's at least changing the art style up and showing mm-hmm. that it's not just that kind of futuristic blue of 2001 
Yep. Where that's kind of like all of it was. <laughs> so it's kind of showing that there's there's differentiations in mm-hmm. kind of what the characters look like. And it works really well with this being, you know, a character of African descent and kind of matching skin tones. I think it works really well for this AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's Alex's art critique of 2019, which is uh, almost done. So <laughs> yep. there you go. Snuck it in. So, yeah, we have this first issue and it goes into this like official report. That I think is coming from, who is it coming from? Is it Iona? The first one is coming from... Oh, Roman, Roland Fremont. Yeah, so, so it's a, a, officially from Fremont, and it's kind of a... So these are great, because this is the summary of currently the, the where we're going in this issue. Mm-hmm. And the ones that we see sequentially after this give a summary of it, and they're mostly from Iona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this first one is, yeah, from Admiral Roland Fremont, and it's breaking down... Where, why, when, and how we're starting this comic off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's talking about what? Is that Operation Blowback? Yes, yeah, so it's Operation Blowback. And what they're saying is that they are reassigning one team of four Spartan twos mm-hmm. to be known as Black Team that are going to come together and they're going to enter and be quote unquote captured by the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And basically try and pull information, disrupt this trade line that they're figuring out the Covenant are doing. Mm-hmm. And so so it's going to be a bunch of plainclothes Oni officers and these four Spartans. Mm-hmm. Yep. So automatically you're already just like, this is like kind of Spartan gray team-esque stuff going behind yeah. enemy lines and things like that. It's just, it's just more saturated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're on, was it Long Time Coming? Is yes. This ship? Yeah, and so they're talking about they're they're getting ready to uh, do a slip space jump, mm-hmm. and they, they see what is that 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 pops up on screen? They see some kind of imagery or code that pops up on the screen. Yeah, so so they're getting like a um, so as we have our captain who is an Oni officer who's kind of talking to Iona about this and like mm-hmm. you know how's how's our things doing? How's our quote unquote prospecting equipment doing? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is basically the the Spartans below. We learn later, and and as they're getting ready to. To jump, Iona says, wait, I'm getting this weird burst transmission of a pi constant baseline. I don't know. The pi? I don't know exactly what it means. Smarter people tell me I don't. But it's basically, they start start breaking these charts. And she doesn't really know because it's so rudimentary and basic that she doesn't even have like a computing power for yeah, it. She says it's complex, but it's also so simple and yeah. it's not covenant nor human. human. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so we start to get this and... As she kind of ends that page on Antu Simple, we then jump over to the clarity of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see Covenant. And I, I, I told Alex before we started recording, I think I like this art style the best so far for these comics. I mean, for the most part, the Covenant art so detailed and the coloring is awesome. And I would say for the most part, I think this is really where we get almost the truest game. Mm-hmm. As far as art style goes and how the Covenant are portrayed, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, we're on that ship and kind of almost like the same conversation is getting is happening between these two elites, which we learn down the line, jumping a little ahead. They're, they're like brothers, I think, literal or? They, they're clan brothers. Yeah, they're so, from the same line lineage. Exactly. So ship, the shipmaster that we see in here with gold armor um, mm-hmm. Is kind of like the big brother um, mm-hmm. to this current red arm relate that we see. Yeah, um, that we'll see that we'll get introduced to as we uh, get closer to it. But right now, we just kind of see that they're having this kind of idea of is that you know is that a human inter- com that we're picking up because it's definitely mm-hmm. not covenant. So both ships are kind of coming to that same conclusion, and both are pulling up that same 
odd star chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the red elite here, he's he's kind of speculating that this is uh, something from the forerunners. It's oh, this is like truly the start of like the great journey, or this is where we can go. Like he's jazzed about it, mm-hmm. and so the gold elite is just like. And eh, don't worry about it. Basically, both humans and the Covenant are having the same same kind of thing. Like, let's just do the slip space jump. It doesn't really matter. We don't have time to worry about this. And it doesn't seem like a threat. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, why are we worrying about this? We need to get this because they're because Covenant running supplies. They're they're the kind mm-hmm. of protecting ship that's going ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So like, we need to get there, you know, clear the space out, see what's going on. And so this is where we get introduced to their names. So the Gold Elite, Thon. So if we continue to go with Thon or Gold Elite, you know who we're talking about. And the Red Elite is Ref. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ref, like I said, is kind of like the younger brother in a way to Thon, who's like protected him his whole life. Mm-hmm. And we'll dive into their story a little bit more. But yes, yeah, so we get introduced to these uh, two elites on this ship who, once again, same conversation going back and forth. And then we jump back to our human ship where our AI Iona is kind of saying, you know, I, I honestly, I can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. Give me, I think she said 30 seconds. And he's like, nope, no time. Boom. <laughs> Hit slip space button. And which 30 seconds is even a long time for an AI. Yeah. And uh, actually, I think it's even 90 seconds. I think she says 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And there's that parallel with the covenant going on right yeah, now. Yeah. So, so it jumps back and forth. It kind of gives you that we're coming to a head type thing. It's like panel for covenant, panel for human, panel for covenant. Mm-hmm. And as both hit their slip space jump, Iona says, you know, no, 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 wait. Uh, it's not just a message. It's a warning. And it was a warning that there is basically all this, what we look like, and you kind of infer is debris at first, but then you kind of notice that it's laser trails. Yeah. and I, Well, I think it's almost like bullets because you mm-hmm. see in the next panel with the corpses, there's like bullets lodged in these corpses and like that captain that kind of rushed everyone to their death. Or maybe that's just glass shards from the cockpit. Yeah, because... Okay, that, yeah. Yeah, because we're getting... Because originally it looks like almost plasma fire, but mm-hmm. then you see both the Covenant and human ships hitting with that same exact plasma fire. Yeah. So obviously it's kind of like what is this weird thing? They both got this message. A lot of you could probably get infer where that's going if mm-hmm. it's not human or covenant. But we continue on and we start to see... That's always the theme. It's not human. It's not covenant. Yeah. What is it? Oh, what is it? <laughs> and so at this whole time, Iona's kind of ha- doing what these Marvel comics have done a lot is having that interperson perspective. Yeah. So you get all these little panels of her kind of saying, you know, this we're not going into this as a war. We're not going into this as a fight. You know, now it's at survival mm-hmm. because uh, both ships have now crash landed on um, this moon. Yeah, and we see the 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 crew is now dead. They're you know all those glass shards lodging them and everything. Ship is destroyed, and mm-hmm. this is where we get introduced to our main characters. Really, mm-hmm. we get introduced to Spartan Black, who break out of their cryo. And I love this shot right here of all of them. You know, you know, we said uh, Spartan Team Black sound offs. You know, Black One present. They all say you know. Black 2, Black 3, Black 4 present. And we, this is the first time we actually see them in the comic. And I know people have stated, you, I would have never noticed, but this is slightly different than Master Chief's Mjolnir armor, you mm-hmm. know, in Halo 2 and 3, because it's been stated, I think Frank O'Connor said that this was like a prototype skunk works. Yes. Thing. And they even actually refer to it as like like crappy skunk works armor in blunt instruments in evolutions. I think it was like Spartan 3 or something said that about the armor. Yeah, because if you look at all this and you kind of want to infer where all this is from, and if you take Master Chief's story compared Mm -hmm. to others, he's been singled out pretty much by himself. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at whatever people have been with him have either done the armor with him or changed it up. So each team, after 
you know, they get off base and they go and start fighting the Covenant, there's probably different Oni sectors that work with them that mm-hmm. start producing different armor. So you're going to kind of see that and build the lore around there. Yeah. But yeah, so this is the first time we see them. And Iona talks about how, like, they basically just get to work. Yeah, and what, trying to repair the ship. And what little things they say to each other, they say are like, like almost inside jokes, and then one of them said something about, you know, the Yenmei swarm. Now that was a rush, you know. Of course, got a reference back to the mm-hmm. what we just learned about them. But I think it's cool. And then this is the shot where she's kind of started to talk about their kind of connection with each other. And we see this panel, and we see this a lot, where it's just Spartan Black in their armor. And then the next panel is them standing in the same positions, but it's them in on the planet reach when they were trainees Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool and and again we see that a lot and sometimes it's replacing them being spartans with them as kids in the present sometimes Mm -hmm. it's flashbacks it's really cool we get it's it's done really well because this whole comic is trying to show the familial ties they built Mm -hmm. and that all of what they're doing right now because we will see a huge aspect of what happened back then Mm -hmm. influence what the relationship is right now. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to like tie that in. And like you said, I think it's so excellent whenever they do these panels. Cause it is, it's that same frame just drawn as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just so well done. Again, they do it beautifully, but yeah. So <laughs> we, we see Spartan blacks meeting Iona. And at first she's almost like this anime child version of herself. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, oh, like, my systems kind of triggered me to look like this. It's kind of like a cover. Yeah. Even though an AI is an AI, it just, you're a child AI versus a adult AI. Yeah, it, I think it's it's a probably human error in whoever mm-hmm. was kind of the brainchild of this. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. probably how they dealt with it. So you, you possibly see a rub off on that or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah, and I like even, you know, Spartan Black, who I don't think it identifies who this is at the time, is like, are you scared? And she's I was like, aren't you? And they're just like, nope, another day at the office. So they're basically like you see they come out of cryo. They're ready to go. Yeah, as I said, we've they've been putting out fires and whatnot. And yeah, and Alex just pointed this out to me is that this panel is each visor for the Spartans after this panel, after they introduce themselves to Iona, has a Roman numeral one, two, three and four. So, because I remember, you don't notice it at first. I was talking to Alex about this. I was like, how are we supposed to differentiate? Yeah, not, not until, like, I finished the first of the five comics that I even, like, noticed it, because they put it very blatant at that point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this is, you know, what are we, six pages, seven pages, eight pages in or something like that? Mm-hmm. And we're now just seeing that this is going to be the way they differentiate with showing the Roman numerals on their visor of who they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, like, like, clearly that's not what actually their visors look like but for the sake of this comic such a did, great creative decision mm, they did something like that which is awesome and i think it really the second you notice that it gives you ease as to okay now i know who is who well, and, sorry to interrupt, but this is especially because this is the first time within a game comic book that we have four spartans in identical armor mm-hmm. on the same mission yeah it, so so it, it really helps with that because there's there's Nothing like that we see, even in the game of... Visually. Visually, visually. Sorry, Mm -hmm. visually. They they, they look exactly the same visually. So, like, Mm -hmm. with Reach, obviously, everyone had their own armor and unique stuff with Mm -hmm. them. Same thing we're seeing in just even Blue Team was separate with that. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing this to be, like I said, 
excellently done. Yeah, and so this is the point where they realize, like, um, we don't have a lot of time on this planet. Like, they have, like, what, an hour or so? I think it starts with 90 minutes of oxygen left in their mm-hmm. suits. Yeah, and, and we start to learn that the Covenant will also have this same issue that they need time. Like, they need to find oxygen or a place where they can breathe. So then three out of four of them move out on a warthog to go yep. investigate where they're at. Yep, so black one, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so we start to see even more parallels because I think at one point the Spartan 4 makes them stop to like look at all the architecture because we can see a bunch of downed later on, the, the, jumping ahead, he makes them stop to look at all the ships in the area because they're all damaged. Yeah, because it, it's like, ooh, someone's making a collection here because they notice that it's... Covenant ships, it's UNSC ships. There's like a frigate right there. Yeah, it's a huge graveyard. And Mm -hmm. some of this has been there a while because you're seeing like moss Mm -hmm. and and shrubbery and stuff growing on it. Yeah. But then, yeah, then we move to the Covenant who are kind of now, you know, they're both like they're all waking up. And we see, I think at one point as of right now, it's just a handful of grunts on this ship. Three elites now, too, because one of them just died Mm -hmm. and some hunters and basically, you know, it's a very small group of Covenant. And I think Red Elite, whose name escapes me, Thon? No, Thon, Thon Gold. Ref. Ref, Ref Red. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so Ref here is getting, you know, becoming more of a religious zealot. And is like, oh, like, you know, this, the great journey is starting. Like, mm-hmm. you know. This has to be a sign that we, we crashed here. We were crashed here. We survived. We were called here. And instantly, Thon shoves his face into kind of like a, a destroyed area, just basically telling him to shut up. Yeah, like like you you have to listen to your shipmaster. I know we're brothers, but stop your rhetoric. Like that rhetoric is for the prophets, not for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we kind of see this some elites that are kind of not caring so much about like the great journey and the mm-hmm. faith as compared to others. In this shot right here, if you notice, sometimes their mandibles are odd. Like in that shot right there with Thon, like his, I don't know. That's one of the only things where it differentiates from the rest of the current art style in Halo at the time. It's more of a separation of like almost two jaws at times instead of like four that form one jaw. Yeah, like instead of being a split jaw, it's two separate jaws. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because I think at the time, Halo 3 art style was what was around for them to reference, but... Yeah, so so moving back, this is where we then, you know, we go back to Spartan Black, and this is again where I see that Spartan 4 is kind of noticing, like, you know, clearly something's going on here, and then we go back to a panel of them on Reach, that same par- parallel of, like, oh, he's he's always been like this. You yeah, know? He's, just, he's like the curious one that has to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, because we jump back, we're still in that Warthog. But all the Spartans are out of armor. It's it's just a really cool parallel. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend checking that art out. And even then, we see on their T-shirts are all Roman numerals to even help you identify who's who. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, now you can actually tie the face to the Spartan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. But then in the next scene, huge explosion. And we see a wraith. And this wraith is huge compared mm-hmm. to the ones in the games because I think it shows like four people in the cockpit which you know clearly artistic liberties which is fine I think it's cool but then we're having these mirrored panels again of Spartan Black fighting on Reach versus fighting now and it shows you know them having conversations with each other on Reach versus now kind of saying you know they've been doing this since they were children yeah and because we, we go back a little bit when Iona was talking about them and saying that you know if they talked on the ship when they were repairing it, 
it was half finished sentences because everyone figured out what the other half of it was mm-hmm. or it was just like weird inside quips. Yeah, that's kind of how it is with podcasting and said we don't know what we're talking about. We just keep cutting each other off. Yeah, because and- that's just how it goes. Because otherwise, <laughs> if you guys just listen to us and you just hear us babble a bit, you think we know. You th- <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. But then this is where we see this Matrix style. It's, it's if Doc Ock banged a snail. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever the snail female villain <laughs> equivalent is in the Spider-Man universe, and Doc Ock had a kid. Maybe they made love, not so much banged, but, you know, they wanted this kid. <laughs> they wanted this this weird, squiddish snail baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, this comes out of nowhere. And it's got, like, almost like this giant tank on the back. And, you know, so all of a sudden, they're confused. Because I think at the time, they're still under the impression that it's Covenant. Mm-hmm. So then, that's the end of issue one, is where we see this giant love child come out. And that's it. It just ends with, what the hell, from Spartan Black. Yeah, it's it's basically like futuristic Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll if go that's with what that. we had to deal with. Cyberpunk Lovecraft. Yeah. Splovecraft. That probably exists, and it actually probably sounds really cool. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, so that's the end of the first episode, or mm-hmm. that's the end of the first issue. And so then going on to the next issue, we see two members of Spartan Black trying to grab each other as one of them are getting carried away by the Doc Ock tentacles. Mm-hmm. And in this, we're still not seeing who it is. Mm-hmm. All we're seeing, because the visor thing's not there, it's just one is being pulled away, and it's almost that, what's that really just painting? Or like dudes touching God, God. Like creation of man or something. Yeah, 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 that one. It's it's almost that, but reverse of it. But it's just humans and no nudity. Exactly. Just <laughs> just tentacles and Spartans. You know how it is. And it's, yeah, now we have another report. And this one's from Iona, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah, and so just, we are not having a good day. And, and kind of gives like uh, Operation Blowback kind of went you know, in the can, and we, you know, she explains everything that just happened in the previous And, it, and it's great because issue. I think this is one of the most clever ways to do it, because I think in the ones previous, they were just really kind of written statements about the book. Mm-hmm. They were just like, oh, like, tune in next time for this. Yeah. And, and then, this actually ties it in to the Halo universe of being like, this is a report that is kind of going back to Oni. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of encrypted and kind of going through these things. And it basically ends with, oh, this giant tentacle robot monster thing uh, grabbed, is grabbing people. Uh, that's what we're dealing with right now. I'll report when I have more. Please help. Yeah. <laughs> Please help. Yeah. So then we have Halo Bloodline Chapter 2. So, yeah, we instantly start with this giant explosion going on in between the, the three Spartan Black team members. And instantly, we're you know, we have Iona narrating emphasizing that relationship and that, you know, family they have. And they've been they've been training this since they could remember. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it shows a panel of them with really cool paintball guns on reach and right under them are their current selves. Really cool reflection. I just, you know, they really hammer this mirroring and parallel images throughout the comic, as, you know, as we've said. It's cool. And, and it does it so well because these panels give us that almost like freeze frame breakdown like going like character to character and pausing on them because mm-hmm. it shows that you know Spartan 3 as we learn because they've got their little insignia on their arm is heavy weapons and artillery Spartan 1's is tactic and leadership and Spartan mm-hmm. 4 is recon and sniper yeah we don't care about Spartan 2 listen Spartan 2 is just chilling we learned about Spartan 2 in evolutions that you know she doesn't do so well trying to communicate with, <laughs> with Yanime. Uh, yeah, so then, you know, it, it does show this panel of 
them taking out what we learn as Spartan Red Team with mm-hmm. the paintballs. Clearly a game of Capture the Flag. There you go. This comic confirms Capture the Flag is canon. It's a real thing. That was a joke, by the way. But yeah, we, we see that uh, this Red Team is pretty disgruntled about losing. Mm-hmm. But then we move on to now we're back to the Covenant. And again, we see inside this Wraith. And there's two elites and, like, three or four grunts in there. As we all know, that's not the case, Artistic Liberty. But I kind of like that, that he has – it's, like, almost like a real tank. He has, like, he's controlling it and looking through that It's like a periscope type Mm -hmm. thing. Like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of, like, looking straight through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, again, uh, Ref is like, oh, look, told you, brother. Like, look at that. Forerunner. That's a forerunner thing. Like, we're we're meant to crash here. You know, we're going on. And then this is where you find uh, the best character of this entire comic, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Jubbub. Jubbub, yep. And I got no escape from Jubbub. Like, on the plasma turret, firing, you know, at this uh, forerunner machine. Mm -hmm. Or at least we're going to assume it's not confirmed as of yet. Just FYI that it's forerunner, but come on. I will, if it's going after both of them, just assume it is. Yeah, but I will say this is nothing like we've seen with Forerunner architecture. No. I was really surprised to see almost that it was. I assumed, but I was like, this could be something different as I was reading it until it's confirmed. Spoiler alert. But, yeah, I, I guess you can take it back to be it's almost like those big dudes in Halo 2 that grab your tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of akin to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like another another option that has been created for a certain purpose and we're slowly going to learn what this purpose is as unfortunately Jubbub is grabbed pulled from the tank and shoved into this just big pink squishy vat jello yeah it's just it's just it's just some uh some rhubarb jello <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> but yeah and then we see a hunter meet the same fate mm-hmm. and it is almost like a jello because they're just sticking them into this it's like a tank but there's no no walls on the side. They just stick them into the side and they sink in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as, as we see the hunter go into uh, our rhubarb jello pudding, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you notice that black team's trying to figure out, like, what can we do to disable these things? Mm-hmm. And they notice that there's this little ray gun type thing that kind of shoots the energy beam that you see in all the other, like, sentinels and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. And they go, go for that base where this emitter is. And so four goes ahead, and so four uh, opens fire with the sniper rifle, and you see the you see the round go right up to where it is, and it paths against it and explodes. It's an explosive round, mm-hmm. um, it explodes on an energy shield that's surrounding uh, that conduit. Yep, and and protects it. And so you know they 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 realize this, and so unfortunately, so uh, Black One says, "Oh, I'm out. Can you throw me another magazine?" Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to come in handy later. So as Black One's trying to do that, Black One then gets grabbed by the love child, tentacle <laughs> monster, and gets uh, yanked up. But we see that Black One also like drops or throws the magazine, and mm-hmm. it gets lodged into that conduit where the energy, wep- energy weapon was uh-huh. where they were trying to shoot before. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know now we have a, a hunter a grunt and a Spartan who have now been kidnapped. And then we see that this thing is laying waste on that wraith Mm -hmm. that we just saw. And as we're seeing, it's not just one. I think we're up to at least three at this current moment. Because it's like one per thing they capture. Yeah, it's because originally I thought it was just one going around. Then I started to see, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. makes sense. So there's three thus far. And we see that two of them concentrate a blast on the Wraith tank and just explode it. Yeah, and somehow everyone in that Wraith tank 
survives. Same way everyone on that Covenant ship pretty much survived except for one elite. <laughs> well, something fell on him, that's why, and <laughs> chopped yes. him in two. Exactly. But then Ref gets taken now. Mm-hmm. So now Ref is now a prisoner. And I want to point out that they have different, they almost have like space helmets on. And, 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 and yes. I think it's because there's no oxygen for them. Yeah, because so, the grunts have the methane to breathe, but they were talking about how, you know, we don't have oxygen, we have to figure this out. So they're mm-hmm. wearing their kind of like, what you would see the elites jumping around in space would be wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's now three and four left, and they're making their way towards Doc Ock and Snail Woman's children. And, you know, they got to now rescue them because I, I will say this tank is holding a grunt and an elite. So depending on the size of you, we can fit some multiple ones in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So now they are off to go follow these things wherever they're going. And I love this this panel we see on the bottom of the page. It's It's four... And three, like, kind of sprinting off, and it gives you those, like, anime run lines mm-hmm. next yeah. to it. And it's just, like, a really, really cool shot that kind of shows, one, the burst of speed of Spartans, mm-hmm. but just gives, like, the immediacy of what's going yeah. on. I read that there was a cut panel where they were actually doing the Naruto run. It was. They, they had it behind them with, like, the guns <laughs> floating around them with their mind powers. It was a really cool shot. Uh, unfortunately cut after Area 51, but, you know. Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then they're around this, some kind of structure that, again, does not look Forerunner. This looks more Covenant than it does Forerunner. Mm-hmm. It's it's not Covenant, but, you know. Just... But, but I, I like the art style because it almost reminds you of possibly like early Forerunner stuff the Covenant kind of got into mm-hmm. to kind of attribute how their style looks. Yeah, this almost like, yeah, adaptation of it. Like mm-hmm. this was the stuff they saw to create what they have now. Exactly. But yeah, so they realize all these things are going into this whatever building it is. And clearly it's just the top of the building it leads down because it's a very small like tower pylon thing. Mm-hmm. And then we see them start to move their way down. But Iona is saying... So, so they're, they're asking Iona because they're like, we need to get in that place. Like... like because they, they'd been talking before, Iona had ran a scan of the planet, which we're going to learn is just a moon, to see where they can go to find any oxygen. Mm-hmm. And they discover there's this crazy underground cave system, and they realize that these Doc Ock babies are going over to where they were going anyway. So, like, we have to get in there and see what's going on. Yeah. I, I even love this scene of, like, when Iona is in, like, her head. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see all these... Some, I think, like, forerunner symbols and other things, all these symbols around her, and she's in this almost, like, color palette area of, like, yellows, purples, and reds that she got from the 70s or something when that was popular. I don't know. But... Hey, it's come back now. I love it. <laughs> but it is a be- every time we see Iona, like, in her element, it's, it's, it's a so cool well scene. Done. It's a cool scene. Yeah, because this is where they're asking, like, hey, can you basically hack that door to keep it open? And so mm-hmm. she's going through all this forerunner symbolry, and she- this is where she's, like, it would take me 90 seconds to unravel it. And mm-hmm. then I love that they're like, you know, can I just get a straight answer? I don't know what that means. And she just goes, run like hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when they make their way into the closed door. But unfortunately, we lose the sniper rifle here. Yeah, it's it's used as a uh, little jimmy to hold the door open so they can, like, do <laughs> yeah. an Indiana Jones slide under, jump over sniper rifle. Or akin to Star Wars. You know, that actually didn't work when they were in the trash compactor, so never mind. Yeah, no. More Indiana Jones. More Indiana Jones for it. Yeah, but yeah, they they break it, so now they're in this structure with kind of at a loss what to do, but we also see that they are attacked by very familiar Halo 2 and 3 Forerunner Sentinels, Mm -hmm. or even Combat Evolved as well. Like, they take all those out because they, you know, clearly the Forerunners 
on this planet, Forerunner Tech doesn't really acknowledge them as reclaimers or anything like that. Clearly, this is something completely different. But they do end up taking all of those out. Mm-hmm. And that's when they kind of realize that, you know, this is an unknown species. Yes. Because they're still kind of maybe under the impression this is Covenant, but this is what Iona says, you know, you've discovered uh, a herefore unknown alien species. And Ford just says, okay. Yay for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just like, oh, neat. Glad. I'm glad to put that on my resume. Yeah, but this is where then they notice that there are the Covenant outside waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And this is where this debate starts between three and four as to what they should do. Exactly. Because we're now seeing all this Covenant language that Jesse hasn't translated yet. Uh, so good No, on. no, that is new. That's That symbolism is new well, right Okay, there. because th- that's saying Healy. So that's saying Healy because he's giving back, because they have a translation going on. They're like, mm-hmm, Iona, yeah. can you translate this and figure out what they're trying to say? And they realize it's a eulogy because Reth had been taken. So you have Thon is kind of doing this eulogy like, you're my brother. He's mourning. Yeah, he's mourning him. He's, he's saying like, you're my brother. Like, I cannot lose you. I will be there to save you. Mm-hmm. And so that's when Four is kind of like, okay, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend currently. Mm, yeah, so we kind of need to figure out, like, they can probably get in if they want to, but we're low on ammo. We should probably team up with them. Mm-hmm. And this is now the start. So as this is conversation is going on, mm-hmm. we get Iona's point of view from being in Four's head. And she says she has a link to all their helmets almost or she's talking about she can kind of learn the history of all of them she's in black's system yeah she's in black system but she's like tapping into four's knowledge and Uh and kind of what he knows and it shows that four and one are passing a note and then eventually they're making out in the shower and showing that you know their relationship akin to something else to show Mm -hmm. that maybe four because it's going to come up that he he's the one who proposes that they team up with the covenant might have an ulterior motive that's mm-hmm. a little bit more than saving a comrade. It's saving possible lover, possible, you know, yeah. whatever that's a little bit more bonded. So, yeah, because, you know, in training, they were an item mm-hmm. at one point. So that's when this, you know, this debate starts and they're realizing that what do we do? You know, this place is huge. We need to find, we need ammo and we need to find Spartan 1. Yeah. And that's when who who pulls the pistol on who? So three pulls it on four. Yeah, three pulls a pistol on four Be- because four you know rationalizes. He's like, I get it. Like they are enemy, but they're mourning a brother. We're mourning a sister. We need all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's like, I've got one clip left, and it's already half empty in my gun. How what do you have? He's like, Oh, a clip maybe. And yeah. and so like we need them. And so as they start. Um, to open the door, Black 3 pulls the pistol and says, oh, I also still got my Magnum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we see this shot of going back. It's like they're showing almost like now this is where they're taking their childhood forms from Reach and putting it in present day, mm-hmm. almost like replacing, you know, their their current Spartan state to show like, you know, what the hell is going on? Spartan 3 saying, you know. You've never listened to anyone, even when you're a kid. And Spartan Four is just like, you know, we, you know, or what's that right here? You know, you want the sole glory of rescuing her, and that's it. Like, you know, be her knight in jet black armor. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Clever with a gun to their head. Yeah, love those characters, and it's pretty great too because this is almost like as if they're not seeing each other's armor; mm-hmm. they're seeing them as they were, mm-hmm. or kind of as they are. And and we then see. 
you know, as as four says three, like, you know, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Iona is looking back through four's memories. Mm-hmm. And it shows that three stumbled into four and one, kind of making out in the showers, who then he reports to Mendez. Mm-hmm. Mendez then, from what we just see, reprimands four. Yeah, barges in and catches them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, four is in this kind of holding cell. And then we see red team that just got their asses kicked by them making their way in with these battering rams or whatever. Batons. But yeah, batons and, you know, beat the hell out of four, Mm -hmm. we see. And then, you know, now it cuts back to the present of them debating, you know, whether or not what they should do. Like, should should we let them in or not? And Iona's, you know... (laughs) Yeah, I like just, this part. Yeah, Testros, Iona comes in and says, testosterone doesn't happen to be one of my 306 languages, so I may have been missing something here, but do you want me to open the door or not? Yeah. So, I mean, learn some more languages. But yeah, so we see that standoff, and finally, you yeah, know. And, and this is this is where I first noticed, because obviously it's right in your face, mm-hmm. of three and four, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you see, you see the Roman numerals on there, mm-hmm. and it's even like the lighting is different. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. But yeah, we do see that the Spartans let them in after Iona comes out and translates and says, you know, listen— this is who we are. We need your help. You know, this is this is a temporary alliance, mm-hmm. which is cool because I don't I other than a few others, maybe other than just the Mona Lisa, we don't see those alliances. Am I am I wrong? Have we seen any yet? I mean, we, we've always seen it in Halo 2 and like we've seen like the Great Schism and stuff happen with that. But that was kind of like an all or nothing force, mm-hmm. not more of like, OK, under this cert- certain circumstance, mm-hmm. we are going to be together. I think this is, yeah, you're right. Besides Mona Lisa, where we have an elite, but even then, those circumstances were life or death. This mm-hmm. isn't necessarily life or death. This is more no. like we have a common enemy, we have yeah. a common interest. This is the path of least resistance. Exactly. Essentially, yeah. So they do team up and they're going to do this. But then we see now these Lovecraft tank things making their way into the base of this facility. Yeah, and we see him go down uh, a shaft. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> and we see him go down this kind of elevator shaft that we've seen in various other Forerunner structures, where it's mm-hmm. just obviously made for flight and not made for walking, like boots. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and <laughs> we're, we, we're on it today, exactly. And we start to see that the floaty rhubarb jelly pies are now taking their captives to these hexagons. It mm-hmm. very much looks almost like a beehive setup. Yeah, and so they, they all get spit out and thrown into uh, whatever these are. To, to correct your term on them, they get split and then they clunk. So <laughs> for those who want to know. Sorry, my, my onomatopoeias are off today. <laughs> yeah, so so they they emerge within those tanks and then you know some kind of barrier appears on top. And I like that ref tries to offer, like, listen, clearly we're going to die. Hmm. Almost like a, uh, you know, priest visit. Like a last rites. Yeah, like priest visit, you know, death row inmates to try to get them to convert. This kind of thing. Like, listen, in our last, you know, our final hours here, I can teach you about the great journey. And you can come with us. And Spartan One's like, eh, I'll pass. Which is so interesting to me because they don't know about this alliance. But mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, clearly this is the guy 
who is he, – he says he's a lay preacher. So he's trying to convert basically anyone because we know we've talked about before in previous books and comics how the elites are confused as to why prophets don't want the humans to come in because mm-hmm. they kind of respect them. So well, this they, is they, – They see like – they see him in battle. They mm-hmm. see that they have almost that same warrior respect. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 in their own mind, they're a lesser warrior race than themselves, but that doesn't put them out of the covenant for any reason, other yeah. than they've been told that they're heretics. Yeah, well, I mean, they they respected the grunts after the rebellion. Exactly. So they see the potential, and so in this instance, they're like, listen, like you can, we can die you know, under the same banner of religion mm-hmm. if you want. I always found that so fascinating to me. So fascinating. But yeah, so then now they're they're in these tanks as well, individual tubes. There, mm-hmm. There's uh, Ref, there's Spartan One, and then we have a Hunter and a Grunt total. Uh, listen, by name, Jub-Jub. Jub-Jub, yes. Sorry, we Jub-Bub. Have a, Jub-Bub. We have the Jub-Bub, the man, the myth, the legend. It, it kind of sounds like the beginning to the Ewok song in, uh, was it Return of the Jedi? Or was the one before that? Where it's like there's dub- no Ewoks in the one before. So it's Return of the Jedi. So yeah, Return of the Jedi, where it's just like dub 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 dub. That's what it sounds like. I'm actually blanking on. Hold that on, one. hold on. I get your gist though. I, I get what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so so we get him in there. We get him in the little honeycombs, and this is where we get blue text, and we mm-hmm. get greetings. I am the monitor of line installation one dash four, and this is where we meet six eight six ebullient ebullient prism, and it. Goes on to say that my function is to collect and inspect any and all specimens captured within this sector to, for evidence of immunity to infestation by the flood. So mm-hmm. this is where we're seeing its uh, testing facility. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and then you know I love it. it's like Spartan One's like I have no idea who you are or what the flood is, but I didn't volunteer for this, so release me. And this is when the monitor is like, oh, uh, excuse me. You weren't, this isn't voluntary, just yeah. an FYI, and then instantly zaps this hunter, mm-hmm. and we see that it explodes into a bunch of the, like, the little worms, uh, the mechalek, uh, and then that's when it's like, ooh, interesting, this is actually, you know, the monitor's like, this is multiple little guys, this isn't mm-hmm. just one big guy, uh, it's like they zap him, and then they go and he runs off and does a test, and then comes back. Yeah, because he even says right away, you know, this being a colony... And being so small, it actually may be able to avoid the infection mm-hmm. yeah. because it's not one host. It's many tiny hosts that you can't just take over. No central nervous system exactly. or anything like that because they communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's been established yet in the lore, but that is how they communicate. So, yeah. So, you know, that's the end of this issue. Ref and Spartan 1 are kind of looking on like, uh-oh, that's going to be us here very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then now we move on to the third issue. In this cover, we see Spartan 1, or a Spartan, Black, jumping on some kind of ledge who are very small, but then you see the shadow that's grand in the background. Yeah, and it it shows great. And right away, you notice that they have a carbine. Mm -hmm. So you're already noticing that they have covenant weapons, so it kind of gives you an idea of where we're going with this. Yeah, so then now we have another report. Yeah, so another report from Iona that basically says that, you know, they've recapping a little bit from the first issue. They went through slip space. They mm-hmm. crashed, saying that they've been a part of Black Force armor. Didn't really have a choice. And t- still telling that Black 2's back at the ship, so just mm-hmm. reiterating that. Yep. And just saying, okay, you know, we're now apparently trying to work with, you know, these Covenant. And uh, 
Eh, once again, I'll let you know what happens. Yeah. Eh, I'll give you an update when you get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this is at the point to now. We're seeing Thawne and one of the Spartan black team members talking, and I, I love this point. It's Spartan 3, and at this point, we see the grunts all hovered around Iona, and they're like, ooh, we want one, and she just says, <laughs> no touch. I love that the grunts go, ooh, the big human has a smaller human inside of it. I want one. <laughs> but she's just like, no touch, and then it's like, ugh, and like, they, they like scatter away from mm-hmm. it. And, and you can already tell like the hostility of Thon and Three, because mm-hmm. Three's like, man, this is going on forever, and Thon's like, oh, you tiny baby humans need a nap? <laughs> like, we just walked yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah, you tire so easily. Mm-hmm. I, I love your, your ad-lib tiny baby humans. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's like, you need a nap? And then that's when they're like, you know, they're, they're doing the whole macho back and forth. Like, if I mm-hmm. see Ford, shove it up your sideways, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's when Ford's like, dude, shut up. Like, just chill. We need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that's when the discussion happens. Like, hey, this place is made for flying. Mm-hmm. And we need to get down this huge shaft. Yeah, and so we see, like, the, the grunts grab onto the hunter and this jump down this giant shaft and they're just like, woo, let's go again. Yeah, I love it because you have Black 3 and 4 and Thon like climbing down and they're like, how is your uh, little tiny dudes going to make it? Like their tiny limbs mm-hmm. and like they don't say anything. I, lo- I love like the middle panel. It's just the hunter with them crashing into the ground and that's when I think it's by three goes, okay, now I have to shoot them. Yeah. And Thon goes, at last, human, we find grounds for agreement. So, so and it's, all it takes is one little thing like that to start the ball rolling for that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But immediately Thon shot in the arm by Sentinels. So that's when now another battle ensues. And then once again, you know, we have to now fight. But we see that luckily it didn't kill Thawne. Yeah, because originally, like, it looks like it pierces through him. Like, you see purple blood go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the grunts, like, scream out, ship boss, and incoming. So then you have... I thought that was an onomatopoeia, like, ship boss. <laughs> yeah, ship yeah, ship boss. <laughs> ship boss. No, some cruzits and some bam-bams are. But yeah, we have, we have three and four returning fire with the hunter below them firing up. Almost, uh, almost gets one of them. Almost gets three. And so four finishes off what's left in the assault rifle, and as like all hopes lost, like no ammo in it, you see that Thon like comes up, blood still like oozing out of the arm, yeah. like an energy sword, and is like, "You draw my blood, you inferior being. Like for that, I draw your own." And just like slices one of the sentinels in half. Mm, yeah, and then throughout this, one of the you know they're like, "Well, the Spartans are out of ammo. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble." So the battle finishes. You know they empty their clips. Like I got nothing. And uh, Spartan 4, I believe, goes and checks on Don and is like, uh, you're going to be okay to go on? And Don's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, your wound, it's not serious, right? And he's like, what do you mean? And it's kind of that, like, elites, like, we'll go on until they die. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yeah. of, of course I'm going on. Like, I, I don't understand your question type thing. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So it gets us to the next panel. And uh, this is where we come to a crossroads. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice frost poem, um, you know, taking which road are you going to take? Yeah, fork in the road. Fork in the road. And so they're saying, you know, Iona's like trying to tell them, yes, it's a left and right path. But where you have to go is directly straight. She's like, hmm. I don't know which path to take. Yeah. And, and so they start to kind of go on and figure out, hmm, like, which way should we go? And at this point, you see that three is kind of digging through 
the remains of the Sentinels. Mm-hmm. And gleaming in his helmet with his sweet numeral three is a laser. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't notice that you could see that in the visor. Yeah. So when we I first, looked over that, yeah. When we first see it, it's like, oh, what do we have here? And he's like digging through. Mm-hmm. And this is where, now, I believe it's four, because three, I think, is still digging around. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're talking about there's there's no way that we cannot split the covenant up. Because four recommended, okay, how about, you know, you and three go that way, and then I'll take your hunters and your your grunts, and we'll mm-hmm. go this way. And so then the argument kind of ensues, like, you know, this is why the humans are losing, is because you don't live up to your morals. Like, if, if something is needs to change, you just change it. You don't live up. For your convenience, Yeah, for your convenience. Yeah. And then four bounces back. It's like, well, it's your rigidity that gets you guys killed. And so it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, See that tension kind of yeah. coming in. And then, of course, you have, like, some comedic relief happen, and three just, like, ignites the laser and is, like, laughing his ass off about it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, check this out. <laughs> if you just dig through their guts, you can use a laser. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so so finally, Thom is like, okay, well, under our code, by default, because he didn't realize they were out of ammo, mm-hmm. he's like, by default, I have to give you munitions because you're working with us. So it gives him a carbine. Yeah. And, and you see, like, this is the first time that Spartan Force held one because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, hmm, lightweight, handles nice, like, and then even fires off a shot, like, huh, yeah, this is cool. And he, he Thom even explains, like, you know, shoots this far, also has 18 shots, and then Thom has his sword, and they're good to go. They're go They're going to go about their merry way. Yeah, and, and so that's when we see, once again, is like, Hey, we're gonna you you humans take the left. We're gonna take the right. You know we need to get there. But then this is the breakdown where we, I think they start to really want to understand each other because you know in war mm-hmm. you try and make the enemy barbaric and an animal and not mm-hmm. quote unquote human, regardless of your covenant or this. Like it's it's yeah. your own race, I guess you would say. Well, four or three or four mentions that to them like. After all this, like, no, oh, that's why it's easier to kill you because we don't know a lot about exactly because they're like, why do you care so much? And he goes to this little backstory, and it's a little bit of lore, kind of with the Sangheili mm-hmm. that they're kind of born out of these sacks, and aren't we all? Aren't we all? And <laughs> saying that, well, with Ref, he was a weakling who should have just been kind of Spartaned over a hill, mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. the baby drop on the baby dead pile. Yeah, but. He saw something more in him. He saw he has vision. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really explain what that is. Just kind of goes in and says, like, you know, he would have been purged. So I had to defend him. Mm-hmm. And I gave him in a permanent place by my side. Yeah, because you see him defending off all these other elites trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, we're, we're kind of seeing now, like, oh, we're getting that that parallel. Like, we're learning about the Spartans coming up and now the elites coming up because then, you know— Three or three years, just like, yeah, I kind of actually understand that. You yeah, know? yeah. So it goes through, and then it takes them back to when they were in Spy Kids 2, and they had to fight <laughs> in the per- the pinky purple gooey stuff. I never saw Spy Kids 2. Well, you know what? That joke hits with everyone else. I don't think I recovered from Spy Kids 1. Just imagine Mr. Floop's purple gooey stuff. <laughs> That's pretty much it. No, they're doing kind of this... What do you call those big batons you fight in the military? Oh, I don't remember. The Q-tips? I don't know. Yeah, the big Q-tips. They're fighting the big Q-tips, but they, like, took it a step further, and they were, like, on individual logs in this mm-hmm. water while yeah. Q-tipping it. Yeah. And, and you know, brings back that same story about that same making out in the shower. That, that one panel reoccurs over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so this is the point to where Spartan 3, I believe, puts out their hand and says— Spartan 4, yeah, so so not Spartan 3. Spartan 4 puts out their hand and shakes the elite's hand. Yeah, and and explains kind of that human interaction of, like, this is a gesture born of, look, I show I have no weapon, you show you have no weapon in these hands, and we bond over kind of that mutual agreement that— this is a, a peace shake and not yeah. like a murder, death, stab shake. Yeah. And like we have respect mm-hmm. for each other, you know, proof of what it says, peaceful intent. Mm-hmm. So really cool to now see that, that their tensions are slowly dropping. Like we're starting to see they are working now collectively as a team. But now we're back to Spartan 1 and, and the Honeycomb crew. Yep. And the Honeycomb. <laughs> Spartan 1 and the Honeycomb crew. <laughs> New band name, I called it. All right. But yeah, and so this is where they're, you know, Ref is sitting here saying, like, you know, this cannot be how I go, like, I, to just die in this tube. Like, this is, I, I am made for more than just this. Yeah, because he, he brings back, and it's his recurring theme of kind of the great journey. This mm-hmm. is not my destiny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and kind of going a little off base thus far of kind of what we know about the covenant specific religion and how it's all supposed to be in the great journey and kind mm-hmm. of in his own way of being that lay priest and saying no this is no this mm-hmm. isn't it yeah and, and even though you know spartan one saying like listen like you know they're gonna come for us and even kind of applies like you know maybe like we'll team up and then afterwards we'll go back to killing each other and mm-hmm. like you know saying like you know, everything happens for a reason, split shin. It's almost like comforting them, Ref, because Ref's like, D- do you really think so? Like, kind of like, we're going to get out of this. And all of a sudden, the monitor shows back up. And I think, like, you think, you know, I'm not going to, like, the Spartans, like, I'm not going to reason with you. Like, or no, I- I'm not going to beg. Like, I, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out. But then Ref actually comes and says, you know, no, actually, please don't kill the Spartan. Like, this. You know, she, she she doesn't believe. So it's, it's trying to say, like, the great journey. Like, she doesn't believe. Why does she get to go on the great journey type mm-hmm. thing? Like, she's yeah. not a believer of it. And I, I like that the oracle is, like, most fascinating. Like, you rudimentarily understand what's happening, mm-hmm. like, with the quote-unquote great journey. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later. And, yeah. and so, unfortunately, rest in peace, Jubbub. Jubbub is now zapped. Iona! <laughs> and this gruesome shot afterwards of mm-hmm. of just basically blue guts in that rib cage. Yeah. And we see that, you know, after we see this gory little scene, all of a sudden the monitor's like, uh-oh, there are people in here who should not be. Mm-hmm. I need to go out of here and take care of this. So now, like, Ref is like, uh, you know, there, I earned you a reprieve, Spartan. So now they're saying, like, you know, yeah, we're, you know, you owe me one. You know, like, we are, we're Gucci. Yeah, and and it goes back a little bit to that religious aspect of, like, okay, now I saved you. What is my reason that you know why I'm here? And the Spartan's like, oh, in in our language, that's just kind of a thing you say. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. You know. More tentacle monsters coming out. But then this is where Spartan one's like, but those unauthorized presences, quote unquote, my Spartans, they have to be. And then, you know, it shows up there, like, ooh, my spare AR mag is wedged, which I get why you have to kind of put that in the panel. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those like, hey, audience, 
look exactly what I want you to look at and exactly what it is and look mm-hmm. at what's going to happen. So, so that's the only <laughs> issue I have with this is it's just a little too on the nose yeah. of like over explaining it. Well, you know what? You rewrite the comic better, Alex. You rewrite the comic You know better. what? I'm going to do that as, as such a great <laughs> comic writer. And, you know, I'm sure we draw it too. And honestly, color it and, and probably even just ship it. You'll probably do that before I translate the language. Well, you know, probably. <laughs> uh, no, it's, but you see that you said the AR mag is, is wedged where it was before whenever mm-hmm. um, one got caught. So it's, it's the yeah. same ink, ink tank rhubarb pie monster that <laughs> was uh, captured her. Yeah. Now we're back to Spartan three and four. And I think it's to the point where it's like three is like almost trying to get four to get their helmet off. Get riled up because yeah. three is kind of saying, hey, can you please take your helmet off real quick? I think you have a lisp. I think you're uh, you're developing a split chin right now. Yeah. And, it, and it's just kind of like poking <laughs> fun and trying to be like, look at you, like fraternizing with the enemy, like you are one now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and I've noticed that a lot of the, the Spartans call each, each other brother and sister a lot, mm-hmm. which is odd to me, but well, it's I, just part of it. Well, especially for this this issue, it's very akin, get it? to uh, the elites because the elites are calling each other brothers and that's Mm -hmm. kind of brothers in arms so it goes back to that kind of whole idea Yeah, and I think this is one of my favorite panels because it harkens back to kind of like that inner monologue in your brain like when you want something bad to happen to someone so three starts digging into four and gives him this long lecture he's like you know what's wrong with you four and four's like "Mm, i really don't want to listen he's like listen i know you're you're a sniper i know you're supposed to be under fire but you're practically comatose you're Mm -hmm. practically like you're so boring and this this and that and then we just see a panel where four has now turned that carbine and blown off three's head Mm -hmm. and then right after that's another panel of three just continuing to talk. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like inner, like, I, I'm just going to kill you right now. Yeah. I just want this to stop. <laughs> like, please sh- shut up for five seconds. Yeah. But then we see all of a sudden that three, but then we see three gets hit by uh, the Covenant beam rifle, sniper rifle, uh, out, all, all of a sudden. Kind of like this, just one giant panel. Mm-hmm. And we see that gold uh, thom out in the distance that just took a shot at it yeah kind of like that like i shook your hand like you said we'd respect but obviously this was a ruse the entire time mm-hmm. yeah so now we see the betrayal and to me when i read this i was like ah better late than never like i knew this was gonna happen but yeah you knew like like it was boiling over at some point one side was gonna mm-hmm. go yeah and so that's the point where it's like you know you know go three says to four you know kill him twice for me and that's when Four makes her way up to that elite. And, I, you know, eventually does take the elite out. Yeah, because this, this gets us back to the panel. Like, it's a huge cavern that they jump over for mm-hmm. this. And so Four noofs their way over. Noofs. Gets chummed at. And kind of says, like, no, sight lines. Yeah, it, learning that carbine. Like, oh, this has, I can't aim with this thing necessarily. Yeah, and trying to figure it out. And then eventually lines it up, sees a shot, and pulls a trigger. Die. Yeah, and, and blows the uh, the thom's head off. Yeah, it just like it just goes through. It's super gruesome. Eye punctured through, purple blood everywhere, jaws mm-hmm. open. Yeah, like super gruesome. That helmet blowing off of its head. But then all of a sudden, we see the Covenant find three, mm-hmm. and we see Thom standing there. And yeah, and they're very casual. Because Thom starts off and says, ah, found time for that nap, Spartan. Yeah, and all of a sudden we're just like, wait, what's going on here? Like, you see, <laughs> the grunt calls him lazy face. Yeah. I lo- by the way, 
one of my favorite renditions of the grunts mm-hmm. in this comic. I love the grunts in this comic. They're the comedic relief that you need in this comic, hands down. Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it shows kind of like their just mentality of kind of like, you know, lazy, not lazy, but just kind of like goofballs. Yeah, goofballs, laissez-faire, kind of like, I'm just here because I have to be here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, found a friend almost. He's like, yeah. oh, I found a new guy. Come on, let's get up. Let's go do this thing. All of a sudden, three... You know, says so like, you know, the, the grunt's coming over like, all right, come on, get up to help him up. And then that's when three says covenant bastard and blows him up. Mm-hmm. So now instantly the covenant are like, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on here? And we see now a firefight ensue between Spartan three and the rest of the covenant there. Yeah, because that's when Thon's like, oh, you do have no honor, you like scum of human mm-hmm. and draws his energy sword on him. And then that's at that point, we see that three has now traded out the sentinel laser mm-hmm. for the needler. needler. Yeah, and so this is when Thom says, you know, I exu- I suffer your existence no more. Mm-hmm. You know, not suffering a fool ever again. But then all of a sudden, we see that Spartan 4 goes up to that elite they just killed, and all of a sudden, it's it's Spartan 2, or Spartan Black 2, mm-hmm. who just had their head shot off, and they're dead. Yeah, you see, like, this... Like- smoke rising out of the wound and gory panel super gory the visor Uh is kind of split and broken there's blood everywhere Mm. almost looks the body just looks decrepit Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's almost like uh what i think of it is like if you've ever seen early episodes of family guy when a character falls over their body goes contorted and i i i don't know why they do that but that's exactly what it is Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden we see that Iona is in her own little headspace and she's looking at this whole scene going down like, what is going on here? Spartan 2 is dead. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we hear a voice say, most fascinating. And we see the child anime version of Iona and we realize like, uh-oh, like uh, the the monitor has hacked Iona's system and mm-hmm. is now in all of Spartan Black's heads. And, and, yeah, and, and, you know, kind of like, if you can kind of infer, it's kind of like, what? But that's the end of the third issue, mm-hmm. which now you're kind of like trying to figure out, like, what the hell's going on? I think, I think to me, this is the best, this is the best cliffhanger that we got. Like, all of a sudden, it's like Spartan 2 is. Spartan 2 Black is dead, mm-hmm. and now that this this monitor is in the system, what's going on? Tune in next week. Well, yeah. Especially because up to this point, in lore and what we're reading, this is the first we've gotten Black. They've obviously gone through the Yanmei thing, because mm. they made that, that reference to it. So it's kind of like, oh, is this where they just kill each other? Like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have issue four, where we see Spartan Black, a team member, Block, yeah, it's it's three, we figure out, but blocking an energy sword, getting ready to get stabbed in the face. So instantly you're like, huh. So now we get a new kind of update, mm-hmm. and we see blue text. Yeah, so so immediately at the top, uh, under incoming data files, is quarantined, malicious code detected. And it's from Iona, but then under says, urgent, disregard any communiques from this AI unit, repeat, this unit is not secure. Transmission to and from. And yeah, then you're you're right. Then we get over to blue text, which brings us back to our monitor. Monitor. Yeah, and so you know he's now going through and kind of realizing like 
learning everything about, you know, what this elite is and it's ref and this is, you know, Spartan one. So we're learning kind of everything. It's like, I'm going to be able to take care of this all pretty quickly. So I found that really interesting now that we've had these kind of pre issue reports from three different people now. Well, one person and two AIs. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. I, I like how they did that. I, I think it's it's so well done with this because then you see like malicious code successfully quarantined, delete all. So it's kind of like these messages that came in through Oni were kind of segmented for here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, like having three points of views from a professional Oni captain or commander, mm-hmm. right one, this kind of not loose cannon AI, but writes it very loose in her own personality. Mm-hmm. And now we're having a monitor write it similar to like we've seen with like Guilty Spark talking and uh-huh. going through those things and kind of going through that phase of it, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this issue starts with this narration from Iona, but we see that Spartan 4 is now missing an eye. Mm-hmm. And we see that Mendez is trying to say, you know, who did this to you? Who did this to you? Spartan 4 won't say anything. Spartan f- Black 4 won't say anything. Mm-hmm. And we can see, you know, he's telling all of all of these Spartan recruits, like, listen, that eye doesn't belong to you. It belongs to me. Like, which is just like, ooh, you get that chill. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah, like, you damaged property of the UNSC. Yeah, like, and, like, you know, basically, like, you made this person's life miserable. And that's my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. But basically, you know, says, like, listen... You you know, whoever did this needs to come up. And <laughs> he says, red team, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Like, so she kind of knows and basically says, like, until one of you fess up, you eating. don't get to eat. You mm-hmm. don't get to eat. This is fasting time. Because, you know, Spartan 4, Black 4 won't fess up. Like, so, yeah. you know, keep silent, which it's kind of like tragic. Like, oh, God. like, And it's super interesting because the one tiny little iota that we get so far from the iota from Iona is it just says all families have secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, hmm, okay. Which I'm surprised that that Spartan Spartan Four was kept in there because if there's anything I learned from the sci-fi movie Soldier with Kurt Russell, having one eye isn't a good thing. You lose your depth perception unless you're Deadshot. Hmm, good point. Wait, I thought Deadshot had that thing to exactly get a robot eye uh, to help whatever. you out well we learn later it's not a robot eye okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes yeah, so, so then as we get to the next page we get another thing from iona says most secrets families keep from outsiders mm-hmm. and yeah. then we're at the table and black two right yeah that's two that's two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. black sorry oh you know what? they do have their insignia on their sleeve there you go yeah. so if you don't know and you're dumb like me and don't pay attention to that Black 2 is kind of whispering, like, it was Red Team, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, they, we smoked in the last exercise, so they had to get back, right? And they were the one who got you in the brig in the first place. They're the one who caught you in one. <laughs> and you see in the panel, and then it's, it's 4 staring at 3 and saying, you know, from 2. 2 says, don't worry, 4, we'll get them. And 4 comes in and says, that we will, 2, as like that kind of stare off mm-hmm. one day. Yep. And then we get back to the text from Iona that mm-hmm. says... You know, some they keep from each other, but the most important, they keep from themselves. Yeah, so now we're back at that panel where Spartan 4 has shot Spartan 2 in the face. And it even, like, we show this parallel, like, you see the dead Spartan, but you also see the dead child Mm -hmm. there. And it's so gruesome, but I think it's done so well. And you see Spartan 4 just freaking out, like having this panic attack of just like how is it possible how did i do this like i couldn't tell like i'd never hurt you and you, you it's believable like, even reading this could like, you could you imagine ev- having to do this in a game 
Yeah. It where, would... where, like, you're with your team. Like, let's say you're, like, three hours in. Like, you've been with this team. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, like, three's down. Shoot that sniper up there. Mm-hmm. And you actually killed, like, the comrade you've had the entire time. Doesn't that kind of happen in Black Ops 2? Mm-hmm. Isn't that one of the things? And then, like, he could he could have survived or he didn't, depending on your ending. I never played Black Ops 2, so thanks, Act Man, for that insight. Pretty much stuff like that, or like any like betrayal things, is pretty crazy. It's just really mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, but yeah, that would suck. So yeah, seeing this, like they're freaking out about it, and then this is now where we're going back to Iona and it's terrified of this little kid anime character of herself. And I love these eyes of this little kid version are evil. Mm-hmm. So you see that you know for the most part. The Forerunners are neutral with humans and their constructs all up until now. This is a different breed of Forerunner where, you know, you know, is basically saying, like, I'm going to take you all out and intimidating her. I think it's it, and we're in this little headspace. And if you notice now, all these symbols have turned into those symbols from the very beginning. The warnings, the, the warnings, like basically saying, like, uh, you screwed up now. Mm-hmm. You're and, in and, trouble. Yeah, And showing this off and basically. Because I, I love the the text that uh, the oracle brings in, and it's kind of saying, you know, you are masters of the most fragile race there, Iona. Like, y- you're ridiculous. All I have to do is study these things. Their combat skills, like, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And they have to wear these suits. And so then that's when your oracle goes through and is like, you know what? I wish him to see what I want him to see. Yeah, so we're starting to learn that, oh, this, you know, this monitor is abstracting their vision to mm-hmm. make them see, which first time I think we'd, we've ever dealt with that. It is. It's the first time we've dealt with that where it's like their vision, you know, we can alter it to see whatever, you know, if you're wearing a visor, like, you know, whatever we want them to see. Yeah, because in the games, the only people who have been able to do that have been Cortana, a human-made mm-hmm. AI, and the grave mine. Yeah, but that going was, through Cortana. Yeah, so it's and even then that wasn't really abstracting what was true. Yeah, it, it was, was just layering. Yeah, it. it was just making the game worse by making me walk really slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the first time we're seeing it because not only did that happen to four, we then get this rundown uh, where the monitor is going through and kind of giving this pitch like. I can kind of make them see whatever they want to see. I brought two here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the one who kind of forced two here, and I had two see three as a hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now all of a sudden everyone's fighting everyone, and it's it's all this weird mix of now you 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 have to really pay attention and go, okay, who is who? Mm-hmm. Because now we don't know at this point, and now we see Thom is now once again fighting with Spartan three. Yeah, we were in black three. We resume where we were before, and mm-hmm. the same with the cover. We now see that uh, you know Thon is yelling "die" and has pretty much cut and destroyed that Plasma, that, need, that needler needler. Yeah, and uh, it is possibly going to be the death of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we now see this almost like we're now going back to showing this scene of three as a you know recruit, as they were a redheaded mm-hmm. recruit as. Four is looking down at this situation and, going on. Yeah, and this is where the monitor, you know, going through and kind of using Iona as this, this change and changing his vision, mm-hmm. is showing uh, Thon, Three, and the rest of them as Kid Three. Mm-hmm. And kind of portraying the hatred onto it. Almost like saying, like, this is what you want to do. You want to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that weird... 
manipulation, you know, angel and devil on your shoulder, except for it's just two devils on your shoulder. It's just anime saying, devil and then really quiet angel that can't say anything right now. Yeah, basically. Yep. And yeah, so we see that four does start taking out, you know, takes out those two grunts, rest in peace, mm-hmm. shoots three and then tries to shoot one of the hunters, but throws up that shield and deflects all that because hunters ain't got time for that today. Mm-mm. Hunters aren't being messed with. It's just you dummies. And so we see, like, you know, the the hunter, the Spartan, and Thon all get out of there as it's it's firing towards them. And now we start to learn, like, both Thon and Spartan 3 are communicating, like, wait, they're firing at it. He's firing at both of us. Yeah, because 3 starts off like, haha, your own sniper turned against you. And Thon's like, what do you mean? That is your sniper. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of like, uh, no, that's not what we saw. Yeah. And so now they kind of realize like they, they didn't actually break their truce. Yeah. And I love that three was kind of like, come to think of it, it was four that said you were shooting at us. And then as a shot comes by, he goes, oh, my bad, Thon. <laughs> and they're like, like oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I love that as serious these situations are, these Spartans are casual. We're getting more of those Spartans with personality. Especially three, because we see at the beginning, three has always been that kind of jokester. Yep. Like, even when they come out of cryo, you know, it's like uh, Spartan three checking in, ready to kick some covenant butt, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden, four is jumping down now. Like, four, four is, like, on a rampage mode, essentially, just, like, going crazy, like... I'm going to get these guys. I'm going to take them out just as promised. Mm -hmm. And then we switch back to Iona. And she's being chased around by a little anime counterpart here. And we see her in this, like, UNSC hall almost. Mm -hmm. And she's running away. And would you say this is more like a different projection of an area? Almost because we see them barge in later. It's like almost like they're in a memory, right? Well, what they're doing is she's running through operating system. Okay. So so this is where she's kind of like going to the ends of her lengths within her chip Mm -hmm. and trying to like run through and snake around. And the construct of it is pretty much like a UNSC ship hallway Mm -hmm. almost. And doing that Michael Myers walk. Yeah. I was trying to compare it to like some like Cartoon Network tiny villain. (laughs) That just kind of goes through. Mojo Jojo. Pretty much. So we got some Mojo Jojo action going, and we see the panels like fly off the wall with some clackety clacks, and there's just hundreds of different UNSC weapons that mm-hmm. kind of like. So the monitor has now magnetoed all these weapons mm-hmm. behind her and opens fire onto Iona. And Iona does. Like some sweet matrix moves all around. As this, she's, is, this is pretty cool. As she's getting buda da 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 does, and yeah, she's getting buda 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 rocking everywhere, as we can see. <laughs> and uh, and so she comes to like like this really cool like ninja stance, and we see that whether the door is opened or has been shot through, mm-hmm. we open up to that mess hall to where four had made that promise to two, like oh we'll get that you know bastard someday mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, and they it, both. Pause. Yeah, even even the, the the little anime monitor is like most fascinating. Yeah, because they're like, what is this What's going on here? And I believe what we're what we're inferring with it is now they're access accessing the actual mind mm-hmm. of yeah. Spartan Four. Yeah, which I it's interesting to think. I don't think if we're talking about it, like they can do feelings, but like memories and whatnot, like mm-hmm. that's a new one. This, this one really kind of pushes the envelope. This, this comic does with what we know. It, Cause it's interesting because 
with Cortana and Chief's binding, mm-hmm. like even Cortana doesn't get that. Mm-hmm. And they've been together for years. Mm-hmm. And with yeah. this, this has been what? Let's say two hours, three hours maybe since mm-hmm. initial yeah. everything. Yeah. So then, you know, it, it goes back to the monitor who's now hovering over our honeycomb crew, our honeycomb crew, Spartan one and ref. So basically this is the point to where Spartan one says, I would like to volunteer next. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you please kill me? Yep. Um, I'm tired of listening to you talk to yourself. Cause I think everything that the monitor was saying to Iona, as far as we can believe here was just being said out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're probably like, this is weird and annoying. Yeah. I am just a fly in the wall listening to your phone call, kind of. I don't know what's going on. And I, I love that the the oracles are never programmed and never understood sarcasm mm-hmm. or kind of dark humor. Because, you know, after Spartan 1 says this, the oracle's like, oh, most certainly. I am glad one of you truly appreciates adherence to this protocol. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I'm about the rules. Thank you for following the rules. Here's a lollipop. All right, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a panel cut out, but yeah. yeah sorry, that, that, that along with the Area 51 run. Yeah, out. and so Ref is like, you would sacrifice yourself for me? Like, I will remember this moment for beyond the reaches of the great journey. And, and Swarm one's like, sure, Ref. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> shut, shut the hell up. I got something to do. So yeah, so at that point, then it's, we, we jump back again. So we're with Spartan 3 and Thon trying to figure out what's going on. But we're also seeing Iona going through these pseudo-memories, kind of, mm-hmm. figuring everything yeah, out. there's like a, a, a ghostly shimmer. It's almost like you did a double exposure. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, two yeah, different yeah. memories overlapping each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, you know, one is transparent and one is solid. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of trying to see, like, what's going on in Iona's... Starting to, she's in she's in uh, four's personal log. That's what we figured out. So we're in the mind of four, who's uh, you know on the rampage mode right now already. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start to get a little bit more insight to what's going on because Iona and the monitor are actually now almost like walking through together. Yeah, the, like, through. yeah, because I think especially for the monitor, because all of these four hundred monitors crave knowledge mm-hmm. and crave this. So it's it's going through. And like like passing its little anime hand through all these like <laughs> ghostly things, and it's like this is this is amazing because they also learn yep. that Iona's like, hey, I've got distracted. Uh, we're going through this memory. Uh, it looks like four is still pissed off at you for ratting him out, and three is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's actually what they say too. <laughs> <laughs> what has he been telling you? And you know, she says nothing. I have access to his memory. I've seen it. And that's when three says, I, I didn't rat out four. Four ratted me out. Mm-hmm. One, one and I, three, had a relationship. Yeah. Four got jealous and four ratted us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're starting to see, yeah, it was, it was actually four that did it. And it was actually one that was in that bunker. Mm-hmm. And one lost her eye because of that whole ordeal with Spartan sneaking in and beating the hell out of her. Yeah, and, and it looks like kind of the psychosis broke in four. Yeah. And he's the one who wanted that relationship, and he couldn't deal with the guilt mm-hmm. of having one lose her eye because of him. Yeah, so he, he his memories changed, which is a, a, a very real thing that it's happens. It's a very human thing, yeah. Yeah, it happens to people who experience this kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. So then we see at this point... 
One, it goes back to her. She takes off her helmet, and we see her eye now, the technology. It just It's smaller. It's not almost like a patch. It just looks like she has a glass eye almost. It's her dead shot eye. <laughs> I mean, it could probably actually by all means. <laughs> Alex just gave a very satisfying hands up kind of dead like. Dead shot eye. Okay. <laughs> this is where we kind of learn almost the strength of the visor yeah. on these helmets. Which... Yeah, which is interesting because in the panel before when one was like, let's just get this over with, we see that same panel again of the AR mag stuck mm-hmm. in the rhubarb pie monster. Mm-hmm. She she takes off the helmet and is like, all right, let's do this. And we see the next panel, all these lasers come to hit one, but she reflects one of them with the visor helmet mm-hmm. and it goes and it hits that AR mag that AR mag now kills our our squid oc, doc oc love child and then that thing explodes mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden now we see that the honeycombs surrounding them are destroyed yeah because it, it starts to shatter that glass they were kind of kept in mm-hmm. and- which which to me my only issue with this it's like those lasers were still going through Spartan one so it's like Hollywood magic here, I guess. Yeah. Kind of move on. Maybe the lasers have to be pinpointed on the body for five or ten seconds. Or or it could be a thing where... The Mjolnir armor... Exactly, it's shielded. Yeah. But even, even so, it's like... But these... Either way, if you want to believe that they're shielded and the shields are able to maintain it long enough for the beam to hit one's visor, shoot rhubarb pie... <laughs> and break the honeycombs, which yeah is exactly what happens here. Mm-hmm. And, and then you know now the mar- the the monitor, and we're seeing both yes. anime AI and the regular monitor both saying at the same time, like this is the most unfortunate development. Mm-hmm. And so now Spartan One has that big gun that has come off of a rhubarb pipe uh, uh, snail thing, mm-hmm. and then releases Ref. Yeah. So so now like you know says duck and releases them and helps ref up and mm-hmm. so now the monitor's freaking out and Spartan one is blasting the monitor which doesn't seem like it's doing much. No, I do, I do like the one liner of the monitors like this is this is beyond protocol. You need to get back in there. This is ridiculous. And then I love that gives you the one liner protocol. This. <laughs> <laughs> and just it's sh- always insert something this. Yes. Like, you're dumb. Dumb this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, then we see that the anime Iona disappears. Yep. So now, like, she's trying to to process everything. Wait, you know, the three, four ratted you out? Yeah, like, she's, she's processing memory data, I guess you would say. It's like, it's like yeah. I already had this data cataloged. This is who this guy is. This mm-hmm. is what happened. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an eye. Which you would think she would notice if she was kind of in his head and going through stuff. Deadshot eye. <laughs> he doesn't, but, you know, one has a deadshot eye. So it, it's kind of her, like, re, almost like rebooting. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I, I need to figure this out. She's like, all right, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna hit my power button real quick. Just mm-hmm. shut up and leave me alone. But yeah, so then that's when we're starting to figure this thing out. And then we see four crawl up, you know, with this, with a carbine and that, that beam rifle. Mm-hmm. And... He's like, yep, he's our shooter. Three is saying that, realizing what's going on. So now this is where it's like, okay, Thon is like, I, you know, let's take him out. But three's like, no, let me try to handle this first. Like, we need to realize this. And then, you know, Thon's like, why? And he's like, because he's my brother. And then it flashes back here to this panel. You get that Thon flashback. When Thon was protecting Ref. Mm -hmm. So he understands. And 
the, the word parallel, it's, this should just be called Halo Parallel because yeah. I'm saying they're done so well. Though. It's it's done so well, and it's, and it's showcasing, once again, the similarities between elites and especially Spartans mm-hmm. and, just, and just who they are. And it, it does it really well because then we see that as they're going to try and get their battle on, like, I need to detain him, mm-hmm. we then jump back to Ref and One who are mm-hmm. running away from the monitor. Yep. And the monitor is, you know, keeps basically saying, like, you know, dissection that I'm going to do is not the best choice, but you leave me no choice to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt. You know, I gave you the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. You're kind of pissed on that. So now I got to do this and blaming them. And so now we're seeing, you know, this battle ensuing between Ref, Spartan 1, and some more Sentinels, but Mm -hmm. easily getting taken out by the big old gun. But unfortunately, Spartan 1 is hit by the monitor, and this is at the point where Ref calls it a false oracle and takes out its eye. Yeah, because he picks up one of the fallen monitor lasers yeah. and shoots him right in the eye. And it's almost like tries to. He's like, do you mean to blind me? Yeah, and it's like, did, did you mean to do that? Cause it's that once again of like that weird kind of robotic persona like, okay, you shot me in the eye. Did you... Did you mean to do that? Because I am the Oracle, and I am the monitor of this installation, and I yeah. see all. And so yeah. it actually does help them. It's blinded long enough to where they are able to kind of slip out and go into what we see as this huge atrium mm-hmm. with this giant central tower and a kind of lasery command port, mm-hmm. very similar to where we kind of saw, like, the Index and a couple mm-hmm. other things within yeah. the real universe. And to be continued. Mm-hmm. And that's when we move on to the final issue of Halo Bloodline. And we see the issue is of what we learn is three and four in a fist fight mm-hmm. in this cavern. Over a big old crevasse. Uh-huh, yeah. So now we have, you know, our final little uh, data report. And this is back from Iona. Mm-hmm. Basically filling us in as if we were to pick this up and we hadn't read it before. Well, and then the one big thing with this from... Um, Iona is that it's a program protocol. So it's not just a really message. It said only mm-hmm. to be opened and relayed to UNSC headquarters if Team Spartan Black is neutralized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of like a uh, just in case message. Yeah. And, and, and just in case. And it's interesting because we're reading this now. And I, and I love it because it's it starts off with. I don't mean to be overdramatic here with the, you know, quote, only to be open in the event of our deaths routine, but I want it to be here just in case. Just in case, because, you know, it might happen. Mm-hmm. It might happen. So, yeah, now we finally see, you know, it starts with three calling four by his name, Victor, mm-hmm. saying, like, we're friends here. Like, we're not trying to hurt you. But then now it goes back to seeing it shows them as their kid self on reach mm-hmm. and how they're we see that four has this hatred almost towards three. Yeah, because because it even shows that Iona's going on in her panels saying, you know, Ebulent Prime didn't need to actively manipulate Black Four anymore. Like he like the monitor broke through and mm-hmm. just emerged this mass amount of pain mm-hmm. that four was still harboring for three mm-hmm. pretty much saying everything is my fault that happened to one but you three are the reason all this happened all together mm-hmm. and kind of yeah. like trying to externalize that hate and even Iona tries to jump in she actually jumps into the visor very mm-hmm. kind of Cortana Gravemind-esque and like Blur's vision is like having 
them look right at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Victor, I know you. I know you're a good man. You can't do this, mm-hmm. but he still fires. Yeah, so he's saying, get out of my head, throws the chip down and goes to stomp on it, mm-hmm. but luckily three stops him mm-hmm. from stomping on that chip, which I thought that was going to be the death of her. I was like, ooh. It's, it's pretty crazy <laughs> that, like, that fragile of it. I thought, like, maybe it was going to be, like, her pieces were in the other helmets and she'd be reestablished uh-huh. somewhere, yeah. but I think that was a really good idea with that. Yeah, so we see Thawne and the Grunt are kind of watching it and at one point like the grunts like kill now first boss but mm-hmm. then that grunt gets backhanded by thawne and you know quickly has to put his his mask back, back on off. Yeah. yeah so you know just basically saying like you know you you you, you have less honor than the humans themselves like mm-hmm. basically saying like you know just let them be this is between them this is a warrior versus a warrior mm-hmm. yeah for whatever reasons they have they're brothers. They have their reasons. Let him go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ref gets a hold of Thon and is saying, like, listen, I've got a Spartan. We've managed to escape and we've found something. And this is once again where Ref, even though he's going through all of this stuff, he goes, this is the nerve center of it. This is what has been foretold. We have found a vast and holy artifact. We are going to transcend. We are <laughs> yeah, going to transcend. Exactly. And that's when. You know, Thon, who once again is not really the big, biggest believer in all this, he's kind of like, just leave all the religious stuff to the prophets. We just handle what we have to do. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, you know, I'm on my way. I'll be there. And at that same time, one is sending a message. So they both kind of send the exact same message mm-hmm. and say, hey, we're here. I'm with so-and-so. Uh, come help. But mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time where Thon is like, all right, I'll be there. I got my crew. We're going to roll in. Three and four kind of like, hey, uh, we're busy right now. We're kind of going through this little fight. And the one big thing that one relays over is, like, if I'm reading this correctly, there's an entire enemy fleet that's in system. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need to get out of here as soon as possible. Yeah, they're they're coming for us. We need to get out of here. But, you know, we are now still in the midst of three and four fighting. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell in this scene, but one has overcome the other and they have that beam rifle on their neck. It's it's again kind of like those memories being shifted around and you know, one of them saying it's about on reach, you know, you you losing your eye and these, you know, again, these contorted memories that really kind of messes with the actual narrative itself. Yeah, and, and it's it's cause we go back because obviously one and three know the story, and I think everyone just didn't talk about it, but Iona's mm-hmm. the one who brought it back up. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of seeing what's inside their head. And it gives us that quick recap of the story we've already been seeing this entire time. And I love that this is such a cinematic trope that happens mm-hmm. where we've been piecemealed with everything that's happened. And then we get that that replay one more time, but all together. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to four, Rat, and one and three. And one and three actually both got prisoned, but only one got attacked. Mm-hmm. One loses her eye. Mendez, or Mendez, you know, does the questioning. Rhett, who it was, she won't. Mm-hmm. And it occurs to her, because we're getting this back, uh, this kind of backlog backplate from Iona, mm-hmm. that it all came back to her instantly because it never left. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time it ever occurred to her to do this. Because in her mind, she already did it all. Mm-hmm. But it's to say, Victor, my brother, I forgive you. And it's something that was, I guess, never verbally exchanged. Mm-hmm. It was probably like, you know, we're family, you know, don't worry about it, just don't talk about it type thing. Mm-hmm. But now that that cloud is lifted, we then 
see both three and four revert back to kids. Uh-huh. And Victor's crying. Four is... Yeah. Yeah, and four just has tears streaming down. And, you know, we see that... the Like, as four is kind of like... I think it all sinks in for four. Mm-hmm. Like, like the memory that he, that he artificially created, mm-hmm. the memory that was with her forgiving, has just shattered that one and brought mm-hmm. everything back. And as he pauses, three does some quick jump work and inserts Iona back into four. Uh-huh, yeah. And then we get this panel mm-hmm. of what happened in Blunt Instruments on the previous episode we just did for Halo Evolutions. And it's almost like this like surge of memories coming back in and we see that everything they've gone through. It's, it's so good. It's such a well-done thing because you see like... Whenever a character gets like that mind meld of just like mm-hmm. too much info, he's like holding his head, and it's just so many amazingly well done panels mm-hmm. that gives you the highlights of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically just don't read the story. Just just look at these <laughs> this giant panel, and you'll see everything that happened. Yeah, and it's great because then it ends like going through all this, and it ends with a little bit, little tidbit from Iona that says they're family, and it, and, it, and it brings them back that they are family, and. Mm-hmm. They had these battles and they had all these troubles and they got their revenge mm-hmm. on Red Team. They took those batons and beat the holy hell out of them, which they then said they spent, you know, 10 days in the in the brig for it. Uh, but it, it shows that, you know, they're still together. Mm-hmm. Like, so I love that. Hey, they got their revenge. They <laughs> they hospitalized them more than likely. And then, you know, now... It's... Uh, I'm going to put this in the record. Jesse loves child abuse. What? No! Uh, he loves children on children violence. <laughs> I mean, they could have been Spartans at this point. Doesn't matter. He know. loves children on children violence. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so it is great because Four kind of recalls back um, and says, like, that was the moment he's n- never felt better. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was the best moment of his life was when mm-hmm. the family came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now it's like, okay, are we all good? Mm-hmm. We all good, guys. We all good. We're all family. And then this hunter comes in and is like, I don't care about this lame sissy stuff and puts his fist right through Spartan One's head and slams it into this console. And immediately now, like, Ref's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? This female Spartan saved me. And, and Thon's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're done here. Like, we did what we had to do. Alliance is over. We're reunited. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out now. And so this is now we see this other kind of conflict going on with Thawne says, cool, tight. We have this fleet coming on and uh, we're, we're good to go. But Ref has kind of a different mm-hmm. kind of action he wants to take. He's now saying like he's kind of almost like he, he's like making himself a, as a prophet, correct? He's like, you know, yeah. I'm going to build a new covenant here. Yeah, he's, he said he's used this device, which is which is. We come to learn that big laser that shot all those ships out of the sky. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need to use this to blow the slaves of the false prophets out of the sky. So mm-hmm. he's basically saying that the prophets that they're following are false idols mm-hmm. and that everyone else is just a slave to that religion. So he's going mm-hmm. to start anew. And obviously Thon's like, okay, you've gone way too far. Mm-hmm. Like, this is no time for heresy or treachery. Like, we need to get out of here. But... Ref is saying, I'm I'm here to start the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like, you know, he's like bowing down and clearly he's not worshiping Franck. This isn't going to work out for him, but sucks to suck. But yeah, so mm-hmm. he's he's making his new his his new covenant. And mm-hmm. he's like, I will now be the one true prophet and I'm going to start my own great journey here now. And then all of a sudden this is Thon's like, all right, you know what? I stuck my neck out for you long enough. That's it. I'm done with this. You're gone. 
and goes to pull out his sword, and then he's like, where's my sword? And then next thing you know, Thon is no more. Ref put the sword through his brother's belly. You know, he says, you have condescending me for the last time, brother, which a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Love this shot. And definitely just, you know, he, he falls down and you see that Spartan one is starting to finally like wake up. And so you see the one remaining grunt and the hunter kind of like look at each other with like a question mark, like, what do we do here? Yeah, because the, the great thing that we're seeing, and you see this divide eventually, is you have Ref that's saying, listen, you two, you will bear witness to my ascendance, mm-hmm. not only for us. But humans will be included as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, and, good guy, ref. Yeah, good guy, ref. Good, good, good and, guy, ref. And it's you know saying this about the great journey. But then we see the monitor along with the sentinels and the rhubarb pie monsters. Mm-hmm. Figure out a name for us. That's they're gonna be rhubarb pie monsters forever. <laughs> I don't think uh, they have an official name that I know of. Like maybe we could look this up. But yeah, it's rhubarb pie monsters. Yeah, exactly. That's what they are. You know, there's they're basically saying step away from that console at once. Protocol contains that you you are not allowed to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where Ref unfortunately gives his last rousing speech, and you know he's do not sully this moment with your yattering, and kind of gives his whole confidence boost that mm-hmm. says I alone who shall unite all races, covenant and human on the path to the great journey. And the Oracle says, you know what? I'll let you do that. I'll let you do that. Sure. Go for it, pal. Mm-hmm. And then fazashes him. <laughs> he is no more. All that's left are his legs. Mm-hmm. And so that's all of a sudden when we see three and four barge in and start firing. And they say, you know, black one, stay down. And we see this giant firefight ensue mm-hmm. with the remaining hunter, grunt, and... Spartan three and four. Well, the grunt's getting sucked up right here, so never mind. He's it's the no the poor grunt's getting cut in half. He's getting ripped uh, apart. Uh, I saw that earlier. I was like, rest in peace, no name. <laughs> and I love this panel too because yeah, you're you're seeing that like with the hunters. Once again, we learn that their loyalty is one of survival and two just of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so they're fighting against the machines. You've got uh, three and four with the carbine and the beam rifle, and then you've got one has now picked up one of the laser cannons from the rhubarb monsters, mm-hmm. and it's just going to town, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, this is, well, you know, the, the monitor takes out that hunter pretty mm-hmm. instantly, so it's like, oh, so it's, we, we then see the oracle trying to say, like, you know, listen, guess what? You guys are dead. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I love this, like, doing housekeeping as well. It's like, listen, mm-hmm. you guys have made it so hard to run this facility. It's mm-hmm. going to take me so long to clean it up. <laughs> and it's just like like doing what, you know, monitors do. Mm-hmm. But then we see Spartan 2 emerge. And that's all of a sudden when it's like a good old family reunion. You'll say, miss me. Mm-hmm. And then this is where the monitor says, another? Fascinating. And then we see this panel of all of four the Power of them. Rangers. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to bring up is yep. that each one of them has a different color coming from their weapon. Mm-hmm. So they're all going to town and, you know, everyone says, direct or, you know, Sp- Spartan one says, direct your fire at them now. You know, yeah, let's do this. I- I'm so glad the Red Ranger, Blue Ranger, Pink Ranger, and Green Ranger could come together. I was thinking more of the different members of the Green Lantern Corps. That's lame. Green Lantern's <laughs> lame. You know what's Whoa. better? Power Rangers. No. 
different debate. Different debate. Maybe we'll yell at each other on post show. But yeah, so this is we do get this cool shot of they're all back together finally since the beginning of the comic working together. You see like the the monitor is finally getting taken out and saying, you know, oh most unacceptable and kind of like running away, like, eh, screw this, I'll go clean up my installation later but yeah so this is then where spartan one activates this machine Mm -hmm. that they've all been around it says fire and all of a sudden this does not bode well for that upcoming covenant fleet or the oracle itself yeah the oracle itself because now that fleet that just showed up that was gonna help out their buddies down there gets taken out Mm -hmm. all of them and so you know you see this panel of just this giant you know, just graveyard of ships. And so now we realize that they're, they have to get out of there now. And yeah, they've done their thing. They're going. And we see Iona say, you know, Black One, I'm scanning the wreckage. It looks like there's a functional slip drive mm-hmm. that we can use. And they're like, oh, sounds like a plan. Get ready for the show, people. And we get the little camaraderie between two and four. And it's like, how's the skull cap? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Biofoam fixed it. And, you know, lucky you're a crappy shot. And they realized that the Oracle had projected so much more gruesomeness to the injury Mm -hmm. that really was just like a glancing blow that probably knocked her, knocked two out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we get back to Iona, who's, whoa, 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 whoa. Once again, you humans have pretty much rushed into conclusion of what I'm saying. I'm not finished yet. You big dumb idiots. Yeah. Hundreds of hostiles have lived through this. Mm -hmm. We need to be careful about this. And then... That's when three says, a hundred? That's almost a fair fight. Yep. And I love that Iona's kind of going back, like, Crunch there was like, uh, yeah, I know, you know, shouldn't we wait to see who expires from asphyxiation or from their wounds? And that's when we get to one who says, what? No, 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 no. He means almost a fair fight for them. Mm-hmm. And, and then it opens on such another cool panel, like, sunrising over this force of banshees elites grunts mm-hmm. and just like oh and wraith tanks kind of coming in it's just it's a really cool mm-hmm. panel yeah and then she she ends up with a like you know there's this panel of them all emerging from the door firing weapons one has a, a sword and she says you know like i said this is a story of family what became my family and how together united we discovered we were always home. Aww. Aww. So she, this this whole thing was almost like how she became part of the family. Mm-hmm. How the, the dysfunctional family. But that was it. That was Bloodline. And man, we'll talk about our general reaction here soon, because I really want to talk about this comic. Mm-hmm. But we have a few more things to talk about at first. Let's talk about publication history. So, of course, we know five parts. Issue one was released December 23rd, 2009. Issue two January 27th, 2010. Issue 3, February 24th, 2010. Issue 4, March 24th, 2010. And Issue 5 was released April 28th, 2010. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a few release versions. You can buy the individual issues. It's 2019. That's more work than it needs to be. You can buy the hardback cover, or you can buy the Halo Oversized Collection, which is a collection of Halo graphic novels released through Marvel Comics containing Uprising, Bloodline and Helljumper. Which I highly recommend because that's how we read it. Mm-hmm. Is just be able to go through that and see the issues and because mm-hmm. it obviously it helps than just having to buy trades because it's like you can't find them easily. Yeah, hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, let's talk about just real quick, what does this do for the lore? 
So I, one big things we learn about Spartan Black, really, mm-hmm. we, we, we get this this insight into some more of the training that went on in Reach, for sure, no romance. But another thing that's big to me is how monitors can affect what they see. Yes. Fascinating. I, I, I think for the most part, that is one of the biggest things that's, for me, like, obviously, the bonding of the covenant with the humans, especially, you know, a Sangheili with a mm-hmm. Spartan, is kind of the first we see that's not totally forced Mm -hmm. but i think that is isolated Mm -hmm. as far as the monitor or even just foreigner being able to project and fully change a view Mm -hmm. that's new and unseen yeah and i don't quote me on this if we ever see that in the future not that i'm familiar with but it was very fascinating and something i also want to bring up is this very new art style Mm -hmm. to the foreigners granted you can just say it's artistic interpretation but really interesting to see that you know interesting to see how they almost have these the rhubarb pie tentacle monsters coming yes. out. Like, we've never seen that before. And it, never been prompted for it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I love is that you can expand on that lore because this was a research installation mm-hmm. specifically to dissect bio stuff. To Tec- see, technical term. Bio stuff. You know, the old bio stuff. Um, <laughs> to see if it could resist the flood. Uh-huh, yeah, and they kind of found one, but not really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so very interesting. So it's also seen, like, this is the first time... They've seen specifically Spartans, hunters, elites, and grunts. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very interesting. But yeah, so a good amount of lore comes from this. As and, com- and going back with the Lekolo, is this the first time that we hear from the foreigners that they are immune to the flood? I think so, kind of. I think so. Because I know we've kind of known it, but I think this is the first... Mm-hmm. written in visual time we're actually told that yeah I, and when alex and i do these conversations we try to remember everything that we've covered thus far because we're not referencing everything that's happened in the future no yet. no no, no, no. We're, we're trying yeah. to think back i have a horrible memory yeah we're, we're trying to build the lore as we go because mm-hmm. we're not trying yeah. to be like oh well you know seven books later it contradicts it we want to kind of mm-hmm. yeah, push yeah. to where we are so i think as of this far this is one of the first instances Mm -hmm. yeah so now let's move on to the general reaction of this so upon hearing the plot and seeing the new spartan black team fans would quickly question the canonical legitimacy of the comic and possibly retconning the lore stop doing that Mm -hmm. stop it though fans would get a quick look into black team and evolutions blunt instruments kind of giving them some more insight and kind of warming them up exactly so like hell jumper bloodline was a story told in small segment in a long halo timeline one fans did not ask for but one they did appreciate though some reviews would give it overall good scores but fault the storytelling and bland characters uh i mean well We'll talk about that here in a sec. Yeah, because, you know, anyone who's ever heard of Master Chief, the blandest character in all creation? Yeah, and so, you know, let's talk about some official scores. Amazon users gave it a 4.6 out of 5. Goodread users gave it a 4.1 out of 5. And IGN would give it an 8.1 out of 10. I like the point ones. I like the, the little, uh, little oomph up. Well, for Goodreads and Amazons, they're rating them out of stars. Yes. So, like, at half points... That's I don't what, know why. That's why I, IGN gave it an 8.1. Yeah, I, I don't know why the hell IGN did that. But yeah, so overall, now let's discuss what do we think of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Alex, open up the floor. So I would say I, I slightly agree that the story is bland if you're not within the Halo universe. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm going to the comic book store. I want to pick up something. I'm like, oh, that actually looks pretty cool, like space battles, some other stuff. 
would you pick this up outside of the Halo universe? Maybe if you just played the games and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And you read through it and you're like, it's kind of boring. Yeah. I, I understand that. However, coming through the Halo universe and building up the media we've already had thus far, I think it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it told the story really well of more Spartans, of the history of them having a family thing within training. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. saw a little bit of that with Blue Team and, and, and Chief and, and Linda and, and them. We, we saw that, but not as much as we're seeing with this, where it actually like harkens back. Mm-hmm. Like to some deep seated troubles that happened, I, and uh-huh. I think making them more human than ever, and giving them trauma, and you know, j- just completely isolating true events into ones that help for live with that narrative. You know, like it, I think it's the first time we've had like a psychosis like that that has uh-huh. overtaken it. That hasn't been manipulated by the army or the mm-hmm. military. Mm-hmm. It's uh, established in his own mind, which I, mm-hmm. I thought was. A very interesting take that I think a lot of people suffer from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, very real. Yeah, and it happens to everyone in, in small mo- amounts of things. Mm-hmm. When you retell a story, you remember doesn't remember everything, mm-hmm. especially when you go through something traumatic where you think you injured or possibly almost killed someone mm-hmm. based on your actions. Like I can see you like repressing that and being like, "But I loved her," type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, de- definitely, I, I agree with that. Whenever people talk about bland characters or some, something like that, like let's let's remember at the end of the day, they are they they. If you want to look at this as like a, a lore perspective, there were Spartans. So any character we're getting well, and, is and, better than none. And not to jump in too much, but there were Spartan twos as well. Yeah, and they were trained to be like this. So you got to think like Chief is like that ultimate Spartan mm-hmm. because he's playing by the rules. Yes. So you have these characters that are you know very very unique when it comes down to them and you get more of that insight of how they actually are in blunt instruments but you know more people are going to read this comic than i think read that book i could be wrong but you know i I even saw like one one person on a forum they're like oh there wasn't much character development in this like and when people talk about character development man like you could have uh say a movie or game that happens in two days Mm -hmm. or or two months like people don't change in that short of time and especially in this which was like a few hour incident stop talking about the lack of character well, development especially especially with a five issue comic as mm-hmm. opposed to a like six seasons of breaking bad to establish yeah. a character i mean you, you have to understand that in my mind there was character development because absolutely you had four come around and then them do their power rangers ending green, it was their green lantern ending mm, it was there but I think for the most part, you have to understand that these writers and these creators are doing all of this in five issues. Mm-hmm. Look at like Romeo Buck's story. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a huge amount of character development, but there was mm-hmm. because you saw that. Sorry, not Romeo Buck. Romeo Dutch. Romeo Dutch. Sorry, I kept saying Buck. I kept getting the mix. Well, when we recorded that, we said Buck a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I kept saying Buck that. in my head for some reason. Romeo and Dutch. You saw them have an arc. And it mm-hmm. wasn't something that was life-changing, but it was because it just showed their camaraderie build and mm-hmm. have, like, an mm-hmm. ending that was similar to the beginning. So I, I thought, overall, like, you it's you have to appreciate that and, and mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Yeah. And as I said, I liked this story a lot. I think it was one of the more human sides of Spartans that we would see. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was jarring for me is that that Forerunner tech was a, a complete 180 from what we know. As It's jarring, but I don't think I'll faults the comic for that too much i think you know if someone were to read this without being that familiar with 
the Halo universe, it might give them the wrong impression of it. Well, and Frank O'Connor wrote this, right? Like it was had a, a huge hand. He had a huge hand in it. So overall, lore people and people who ran it had final say. Yeah, and 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 you you know you got to realize this is like seeing like this was released through Bungie, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote. But I think three four three had that hand in it, so you're kind of starting to see what kind of ideas and what kind of changes we're going to start seeing from 343 here on. And to expand out than just from monitors from Halo installations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and even those Sentinels, we're seeing rhubarb pie kind of snake, not snake, uh, tentacle monster the, yeah, thing, you that know? Were, were established for specific use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting to see nonetheless. But overall, I think... I was I was talking to Alex about this. I th- I still think I might be stuck on either Uprising or this one for being my favorite. Uprising, I got to go with. I love this one. I think still Uprising is is there for me. And here's the thing: I went into this. I saw some of the covers, and I thought to myself, like, man, like, and for the most part, we really have been gassing up everything we've covered. And I'm like, there's no way, like, this is like. I just feel like I had this feeling. I was like, I don't think this one's gonna be as good. Mm-hmm. And after the first issue, I was like, okay, I I I don't know why, but. Th- killing it with the comics mm-hmm. Bungie is killing it with the comics and i think for me this is at least my favorite art style for sure, sure. this is my favorite art style and i think it's tied story-wise between uprising and this but i mean oh, again i didn't think i was gonna like this one but i really did and i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. but yeah so with that being said that is bloodline do we know why it was called bloodline because of family I, family ties I family ties okay yeah. uh, jesse what would you give this I'm going to say a 4.6 out of 5 just because, again, that different change in art style with the mm. Forerunners was kind of jarring to me. What a shame. You missed an opportunity. I'm going to give it 4 out of 4 Black Spartans. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's the first time you've had an even number there. Uh, with a point two thrown in with that AI. <laughs> Throw in where? Just anywhere. <laughs> Wherever you want. All right. But yeah, so so that was it. And this one was really fun, actually. I was joking with Alex how, you know, trying to research for something like uh, artists, they're very reclusive, which is fine because this is a great art style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is our last recording session of the year. Happy New Year. So it's been a good year so mm-hmm. far for us, you know, starting of our humble beginnings in April. And, you know, with that being said, the next episode that you are going to hear after this one, two weeks from the day that this one is released, is Legends. Very excited about this one. This will be the first movie slash video episode that we will be doing and one of the real first projects that we're going to be seeing from 343 Industries. Yeah, and and, and let alone another title with one word in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, odd how they do that a lot. <laughs> and we will talk about that title, by the way, why it's called Halo Legends. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that one. And guess what? Spoiler, after Legends, it's Halo Reach. I know Alex more than oh, me boy. is real excited for so <laughs> that one. I'm so pumped. Just uh, pretty excited for it. But what I'm more excited for is those who've supported us thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, really just wanted to thank uh, our patrons, as we do, and thank you guys so much. It's been a killer year. Jesse and I never thought we'd get this far just to start. But second, we never mm-hmm. thought we'd have like this much support from, one, all of you listeners that we've broken. What are we at right now? Uh, 27,000 and a half downloads weirdest way to say that i like that with half a download um, or t- t- 27 <laughs> fi- 27,500 i was a, thinking of like that decimal in my no you're good <laughs> uh, so thank you listeners and thank you as always to our patrons we to shut them out now with angry canadian baby z charles zitter harvey chong tactics pasquale or zako 
Skyjack, Slam Duncan 87, and Vexter. You guys are the real MVPs out there. MVPs out there. We appreciate the support. You know, if you if you ever want to join, we even have a one dollar tier. But you know, you know, we have we have a tier for each budget. Yeah, and like I said, you you hear stuff like this. We're doing a post show right after this. Mm-hmm. We have those bonus episodes that you guys hear, but you can hear them uh, a month before, and we do a bit of discussion on our Discord because we have a private Discord for it. Uh, you can vote for our bonus episodes. You can vote for bonus episodes. You get prints and plenty of other other really cool stuff that we've come mm-hmm. out with. And you get the Patreon game nights, which are basically almost like an AMA, essentially, where we just talk and have fun. Yeah. So so plenty of out there. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for an awesome year. I hope you guys, because you're going to be here on this Friday. You'll be here on the th- January 3rd to date this episode. But mm-hmm. thank you. Have a happy and safe new year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're all beautiful. Yeah, and remember, as always, you know, we're on all social channels. Please join our Discord because, we, you know, there are discussions every day. You know, we, we we get questions all the time about our thoughts on something or where we're going with this next episode mm-hmm. or anything like that. We'll answer them gladly because we yep. love talking to you guys. And, you know, go like our Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, anything and all. You know, we're available for you. You can also find us on all podcast platforms. So if you're listening to us on SoundCloud but you want to do Spotify – Go right ahead. We're there for you. Yep. And with that, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. Halo. It's finished. No. I think we're just getting started.